This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Oh, boy. (sighs) (laughs) There's so many things. Everyone's confused. Where are we? Where are we? And why? And how are you here? What's <laughs> going on? You left me in, in LA and then you could you just couldn't resist coming right back real oh quick. Oh my god, truly. Uh I long story short, I just on Monday decided No to, no no. Okay. Uh-huh. We don't We're do not short story. Short. Abs- we have a podcast, Christy. We don't know what short means. First of all, let's answer everyone's questions. Where the hell are we right now? Oh my goodness. We are recording for the first time at the beautiful cast studios. Um, look at this background. There's L.A. We're, we are in L.A. I live right over there. No, I don't. But just pretend. Somewhere, somewhere out there you do. Somewhere within the 360 degrees of me, I live there. That's cool. Yeah. Good for you. As do you, just a little further away. Just a little tiny bit further away. <laughs> a little more to the east. Um, but yeah, so we are in like an actual studio and it looks very professional. We know you're confused. There's nine different lights hitting us right now. We just are kind of here like, okay, great. It, Someone else knows what they're doing. I for, also, for once. I think, so Christina even knew that this was happening a lot longer than I did. Yes. I was surprised with this information yesterday <laughs> because as you can see, those of you who just tuned in only a couple episodes ago found out that Christine moved <laughs> away from California and yet she is here. How I can't is that resist the, tr- the charm of M. Well, no one can. Really. Nobody can. That's true. The, so who wants to tell their side of the story first of how you're here? 
Actually, I think you should just tell how you discovered that I was here. Okay. So, so obviously, Christine and I did not get to be together for our birthday this year. Basically, what happened is uh, for our birthdays, uh, since we weren't going to be together for many, many reasons, Christine and I decided we were going to do a virtual gift giving uh, extravaganza. extravaganza. Sure. And so I was instructed by Christine to send her gifts to her and she would send her gifts to me Mm -hmm. and then we would open them up on zoom or something like that and i thought that was a great idea and literally never thought anything of it and i had been sending gifts to christine for a while and i hadn't gotten any gifts by the way on your end i was like okay like is christine not sending me presents like what is going on i had left them in la for my brother to bring that was the original idea i didn't know any of that i just knew that like i wasn't getting presents and in my head i did think at one point i was like christine is probably doing something really weird for my birthday that isn't physical so like i that's probably why i haven't gotten any presents even though i've shipped many to her (laughs) and then eventually we were going to have our gift opening and christine said like oh well i have some presents still in la you know that zandy's been holding on to so um he's gonna hand them over to eva and i'll have eva film them film you opening them that way we can show that video and then i'll film myself opening the video you know it was supposed to be this whole video thing. And basically, I was told, like, Eva is going to film this, so meet up with Eva. And then I did. And when Eva started rolling the camera, I found all of these presents in in the room and one massive present behind all of the presents. <laughs> and, the tiny, and so the tiny presents, I thought, like, okay, well, I'm going to uh, ignore the big present because that's clearly the grand reveal. I'm not going to, like... <laughs> I'm not going to open that one first and like then have to open the tiny one. To be so clear, I, none of this was my plan. This is all how it went, but I, this was not my plan. I opened the tiny presents and I was taking forever. Yes, apparently. and was hamming it up in front of the camera. I was trying. I was like, look, I don't have my buddy here to banter with me, so I have to do double the banter. You're so trying to guess what all the presents. I'm meant. trying to make it interesting and and visually appealing to people. So I was taking way too much time, and I noticed Eva was like really trying to like push me to keep. She was sweating. She was acting weird. And I was like, what is your deal? Like, we're just filming me opening presents. And then I got to the big one and I was like, oh, I wonder what's in it. And so I was kind of like trying to shove it around. I was like, this box is heavy as shit. Like, what the hell did Christine get me? And then two seconds later, someone pops out of the goddamn box. (laughs) Okay. To be clear, Em started shoving the box and going, holy shit, this is so freaking heavy. (laughs) Damn. Like trying to tip it over. And I'm inside like... Trying not to fall. And I was like, this is heavy as furniture. And I was like, ouch, first of all. And oh my God, poor Eva is like, oh, no. Uh, uh. I saw Eva panicking. And I was like, what? What is like, what is so wrong you with open, me? I was inside. You opened one flap and I was like, ready. And then you closed it and went, actually, I'm going to guess what it is. And I was like, I can't breathe. Open the damn box. <laughs> the whole idea was that I, you weren't supposed to open the other presents until I arrived on scene. And then we could banter together. I hadn't for the necessarily rest. told Eva that. I guess I just kind of thought my, my brain waves had transitioned to her and they didn't. Um, so that was my fault. So, but so listening, I'm in the box and Eve, I was like, which one should I open first? And Eva's like, any of them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, you were like, what's this? What's this? I wish Christine were here to explain it to me. And I was like, ripping That's my hair out yeah it was very comical but we did film it it's gonna be on patreon i think um it was the whole time eva just keeps zooming in on me in the box to see if i'm like breathing it was very very <laughs> sneaky i mean first of all like usually you know eva's just so pure-hearted and like like i don't know if i would necessarily consider her like number one stealth right but she like really like 
both of you, I guess, so you decided you were just going to fly out to LA like two days ago. On Monday. I was like, I'm going to fly out on Wednesday and surprise them. And so <laughs> I had no idea. And they both kept it so quiet. I had no idea what was going on. Oh, my God. I really had no idea the number Eva of was times. acting so weird. I was like, we're just opening presents, Oh, my dude. God. Eva was like sending me like red alert, SOS. Uh, and then literally I bought my tickets on Monday and I get a text two hours later from M saying, actually, can we postpone our gift video uh, <laughs> to like another week? And I was like, actually, like we cannot. Um, so that was really awkward to try and lie. I felt like I was being very pushy inadvertently tried to I didn't even notice and I've said this so many times in the last 24 hours but I'm just clearly so blindly loyal to anything <laughs> Christine and Eva have to say why I like there were so many things in hindsight where I'm like that was a weird sentence why didn't you why didn't I wonder what you meant you were like so thrown you were like I feel like I I'm like off my game I didn't like I felt catch like on. I, I duped myself because I usually like to think I'm like spot on when people are being tricky like that didn't notice a goddamn thing yeah, I was pretty proud that it actually worked. I really didn't think it was going to work. So anyway, I showed up and then we were like, surprise. Also, we're recording in person tomorrow for the first time in like months. So that's how we're here. Anyway, so it's all very exciting for us anyway. But I, I haven't know. seen you in so long. I, I really have gotten kind of emotional a few times with you in the room and not. We keep getting like teary eyed. It's 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 so sad. I was in the elevator today in my apartment and I was like, oh my God, Christine's here. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's here. And I am here. I literally sprung out of a large box she threw lemons at me from i the was box, holding lemons way. inside the box also and like i don't know it's just it, <laughs> i told her i was like i've always wanted someone to jump out of a box from like across the country for me it's like the most like romantic thing i can imagine it's like the most like youtube late at night video to like make you teary-eyed but i will say and then i was like oh my god M on my bucket list from like middle school onward it has always said one of my bucket list items, goal in life, is to jump out of a or hide in a box as someone's birthday present. And I was like, you, I knew you were the one who would appreciate it. I did. And I told Christina, I was like, you have given me a reason to call all of my hometown best friends and my mother <laughs> and be like, I have lived out here and had five birthdays in California and you have jumped out of no goddamn boxes. And Christine couldn't wait seven days days like from moving out of the state my family was like you just got here i was like yeah see ya <laughs> anyway that if that's not friendship oh and then i you inadvertently by being here ended up actually getting one of your birthday presents early oh my god and then em's like okay poor eva oh god poor eva <laughs> poor eva there was a let's just say there was a gift em was hiding in the apartment the, like our new you know where we are roommates now yes um in the podcast apartment and um Eva was like, well, there's a gift, like, I know you're going to surprise M and be in the apartment, but like, there's a gift that is like pretty, you know, in sight and M doesn't want you to see it. And I was like, oh, just throw a blanket over it. And Eva's like, well, it's pretty big. And I was like, just put it in another room, not knowing like it's <laughs> literally a large piece of furniture. It was eight feet tall, 300 pounds. And Eva is like the size of a popsicle stick yes. and like had to move this thing. And I, I had no idea Christine was coming. So I've been hiding it there <laughs> thinking like, well, I have this whole apartment to myself and christine will never see it i was it. like just tell em that the the internet the wi-fi guy the internet guy had to uh move it so many storylines and I, <laughs> I i believed every one of them but so i was like okay well while you're here and eva put in all this work to hide this thing she was probably so mad that she was like i she had her own friends come over to the apartment to help her she move had to this call thing. people to help her move it i didn't even know just that. for me to show it five minutes later oh my god um but uh so i you tell the story. I Basically, I walk in the room, my eyes are closed, and I was like, okay, open your eyes. And I literally suddenly am transported to 
our childhood favorite, Blue's Clues. You know, you know the one with Steve. And I'm sitting there, I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's from Blue's Clues. I'm like, I know, it's the wardrobe, the blue big wardrobe. Literally the closet from Blue's Clues, which I said in a recent episode, I was like, I found something for your birthday that has absolutely no relation to us or the podcast or anything. Basically, I found this thing. I decided in the middle of the night, I must own it. And now I'm going to spin it in a way where it's a gift for you. So I feel like I'm justified in this purchase. <laughs> and was literally, yeah. <laughs> I was literally like, I just did this in the middle of the night. The next morning, Allison woke up and I said, we are renting a U-Haul and you're taking the day off work and we're picking this up from Santa Ana. And it's literally the, ex- it's the one, right? It's the from one. From the which set like, of Blue's Clues. It's literally the like Steve's like bedroom closet. From I thought Steve, I, I jokingly was like, is Steve in there? And I was like, well, actually, and I, for like a brief minuscule moment, I. You're not the only one who jumps out of things yeah, in this apartment. I really thought Steve was there. He was What not. if it was a little blue, a little doll? Oh, and then Emma was like, oh, instead of blue's clues, it's booze clues. And we're going to put, I well, thought, I thought stuff. booze, but I think Emma meant. Actually, booze. wait, that's. We well, it's a wardrobe. There's multiple shelves. I'll put wine on one, and then Em uh-huh. can put like you know fan we'll, art. We'll on keep either. our boxed wine and our spooky like haunted fan mail. Yes. In so that. in any case, it's it's just like so well. And Em was like, well, um, I hope whoever gets this apartment next uh, likes blue <laughs> blues clues because I'm literally we're not, not taking that them. out. By the way, like um, as we all know, RJ is like the Hulk, and he. <laughs> so I literally found this thing in the middle of the night. Someone. One of you out there tagged me in this post. Oh, yeah. By the way, this they're probably listening like, uh. Yeah, you did it, by I the way. You tagged me, and this is you. Uh, you caused this. So uh, some random person posted that they owned this furniture, and they had they were moving, and they were literally leaving, like, the next day. And they were like, you have 24 hours to come collect this, <laughs> or it's going on the street. And I was like, well, I don't know why the person tagged me in this because I've never spoken on Blue's Clues, but they knew I would do something about it. <laughs> and so I reached out to that person and I was like, is this still available? And she was like, yeah, it's uh, you like you have to get it tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And so at one in the morning, I got a U-Haul because it's literally eight feet and 300 pounds. And my little Subaru was not gonna was not equipped for that. <laughs> and uh, then I woke Allison up and I was like, so I got a U-Haul. It's a long story, but I'm now the owner of Blue's Clues Furniture, and I need you to come pick it up. It's a surprise for Christine. Don't tell anyone. I like how Elsa's like, you didn't even need to explain it. I just She got in it. that goddamn truck real quick. She was like, I'm in. Oh, my God. Anyway. It's, it's amazing. I really, she asked me at one point, like, why did you do this? And I was like, I don't have an answer. I was like, it was midnight, and I was bored. Oh, my God. So I found it, and now it's ours. And now it's, it's been a weird 24 hours, I guess, and longer for Em and the, longer for both of us, I guess. You have to fly Geo out now so we can take pictures of him in the wardrobe and he could be the new blue. (gasps) I know. I know what I said. (laughs) Anyway, wow, that was a a long length Sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, we never really did a real birthday episode. So this is us talking about our birthdays. We also haven't seen each other in person. So, like, I'm kind of like having like like school kid crush on you right now. Like, I'm just like so excited to be in a room with you. I really was worried I'd give you an actual like aneurysm when I jumped out of that box. I hugged you tighter than I think I ever have. Oh, my God. I was I was scared that I like I was so excited (laughs) to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. Oh, but anyway so i'm kind of even sorry. when we were in la we didn't see each other that's like it's I know. so crazy it's been forever i so sorry for the rambles i'm oh, just like also, very excited we're getting cheesecake after this so we're just in a very good mood <laughs> 
every time we have a business meeting, it's at Cheesecake Factory. We go to Cheesecake Factory, yeah. The Cheesecake sec- Factory, are you sponsoring Anytime us? we have to leave to do anything outside of our homes, we immediately go to Cheesecake Factory afterward. Every time. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're going to actually talk about Welcome to our, our show about death and murder. And like ourselves. Um, okay. So for the people who like us rambling in the beginning, I'm glad you had a, a good day today. But for the people who don't like it, I'm so sorry. You can start listening now right now i'm glad good i'm glad you skipped you missed some great tales though um okay so my story i i I gotta be honest speaking of rambles the last several episodes were like significantly longer than most of my stories are like a two and a half hour or two hour or i don't even know how long last week i think the episode was two hours and 40 minutes which is unheard of for us and by the way like thank you cast yeah sorry but like it's uh that was just super long and so i thought i would relieve you and do just a a quicker story this time around um especially because i have fear that like i'm not gonna stop talking if i find another long story so (laughs) keeping it short a few people have requested this um a long time ago but this has just kind of been sitting in my notes so finally doing it and this is the story of the watsika wonder apparently like around the room like people are, I'm, well, there's the, nobody here usually when christine and i are in chairs with microphones we're on a stage I was so just thinking like why do i feel so weird it's because no one's like here because we literally have like stage lights on us and we're in the we're same in kind of chairs. chairs that we sit on on stage so and we're expecting some like reaction like you know appreciation of our hilarity and it's just silent not a one applause <laughs> that's fine um so to answer your question This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners 
listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. And, and everyone here. And everyone who's wondering, yes. Uh, the Watsika Wonder is uh, America's first documented possession. What? Yeah. Although... I'm amazed you hadn't covered this yet. Me too. Or that I hadn't heard of it. Me too, but I'm also... Uh, I use possession lightly because this story is a little questionable. Okay. Um, it's not as, I guess, scary as other possessions are. Because usually when you hear possession, you think like a demon story. Yes. This is more of a medium trance story. <gasps> Ooh. So uh, the main character, as we delve in, her name is Mary Laurency Venom. Laurency is L-U-R-A-N-C-Y. Lou Rancy. Lou Rancy. Sounds good to me. Well, apparently her nickname was Rancy. <laughs> um, Rancid Rancy. <laughs> Gotta love her. <laughs> well, I keep reading her name as Lunacy, and I was like, that's not right. Oh, that's so, a more fun nickname. <laughs> I'm surprised that all the nicknames, like the the kids on the playground could have called you. It, it was Rancy and not yeah. something else. Could have so, been worse. Anyway, Mary Lunacy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the ki- you're the bully on the playground. That's me, I actually. See. Uh, Mary Laurency Venom. And just to avoid that, again, we're going to call her Rancy for the rest Please, of the show. God. So uh, Rancy lived in Watsika, Illinois. Apparently, it's not too far from Chicago. Oh, I've heard of that. Really? Yeah? Yes. I knew that name sounded familiar, but... I have not heard that name. I just know nothing about this story, though. Um. Well, not Lunacy. Rancy was born April 16th. So Taurus? April 16th is a an Aries. Aries, okay. That's fine, I guess. Um, I love an Aries. My mom's an Aries. Uh, my stepmom's an Aries. Oh, we always say this. We always yeah. say it. Everyone else is like, we know. We, we know. We know your entire family tree of, of astrology. astrology. Uh, so Rancy was born in 1864. And at 13, she starts telling her family that she's seeing and hearing people in her room at night. Good. Fabulous. I don't like that. Our future children will be screwed if if anything. If my kid comes to me, especially at 13, like kind of out of the age where like children are seeing like things. imaginary friend age, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we're burning the house down. Yep. Um, we're calling Christine and we're all getting a caravan. Call Aunt Christine. <laughs> She'll pour the box wine. I know you're 13. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we all need it right now. Uh, so apparently, this is a quote uh, from Rancy. There were people in my room last night and they kept calling Rancy, Rancy, and I could feel their breath on my face. Ew. So that's where I draw the goddamn line. Yeah. Breath. Um, uh-huh. So she apparently heard here, or she kept hearing people calling her name at night and started sleeping in her parents' room. And a week later, uh, I guess she was fixing something with her mom. She was with her mom doing something. And she says, I feel bad. I feel so queer. I can relate to both of those. <laughs> Amen. Um, so Rancy fainted and then seized up. Oh, shit. And didn't wake up for five hours. Oh, shit. And when she came to, said that she felt very strange and had no memory of the hours. Well, obviously, she was unconscious, but she couldn't remember anything that had been like going. What happened? Yeah. Um, the next day, she fell over again and she had rigid limbs. Um, but she was at least conscious enough to be able to tell her family that she was seeing spirits around her. And she said that she was in heaven. She's talking to them right now. She's like, I'm in heaven. Oh, no. And she could see uh, angels and uh, two of the spirits were her brother and sister who had already passed on. Oh, shit. Um, So other times during these spells, 
Uh, Rancy would speak in other voices. And sometimes, I mean, sounds pretty possessed to me, but people like, like a woman from Tennessee came out and started speaking in a, she started having a Southern accent or she would speak in uh, foreign languages. Like That's the one that freaks me out. I'm foreign like, languages? Like foreign languages. Like when you, like, why, why should a 13 year old know this? Like proof that you are not doing this Like on she didn't own. learn Mandarin. I don't think so. I don't know, well, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so she also began talking in her sleep and sleep, not just sleepwalking, sleep running. Correct. Incorrect. I'm That's not, the worst. I'm actually super not a fan. When someone of that. with dead eyes is sprinting at you. I stayed at my brother's apartment last night and I was like, Alexander, I need you to lock the door because he used to sleepwalk so often. And like when we lived in the same house, I had barriers, but now I'm sleeping right. in his living room and I was like, I. I will not abide by any sleepwalking. <laughs> he goes, I don't sleepwalk. And then he's like, although I guess I wouldn't know since I'm by myself. And I was like, this is. This he is. should know now more than ever if something's like misplaced the next day. Or that could be a ghost. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Wait a minute. <laughs> so uh, so she began sleep running oh, no. from the spirits in the house. Oh, no, 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 no. That's extremely dangerous. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, and so. Oh, she could also uh, describe places that she's never been in detail, which is implying like astral projection. Um, but so she was talking about places as if she was there right now. Wow. Uh, and also her personality started changing while she was in these trances. Again, also implying that she was not herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and although this happened, so this started happening daily. First of all, this started happening like on a constant basis. Um, and by September of that year, it just kind of stopped out of nowhere and she was fine. And then two months later, it really came back in stride. So uh, November 27th, November 27th, 1877, she started having these crazy stomach pains, like oh. apparently doubling over and they were like six to five to six times a day. Um, and apparently the most painful attacks lasted two weeks oh, geez. and this is a quote apparently quote she would double herself over until her head and her feet actually touched oh and when i so she, what that means is like she just bent over and her head yeah, was touching yeah, her yeah. toes but in the middle of the night i thought her head was like oh um, and i was the like other way well this is a possession story and i was like she's she's everywhere like meanwhile i knew fully what it meant and i still went how do you do that i know i I can't even touch my toes i really went the full like like demonic (laughs) gymnast route where like i didn't even it didn't even cross my mind that like it could just just bend over (laughs) normal way that your body actually bends over yeah i really i really took a possession in the strongest way possible so uh, she was in so much pain during this that she nearly passed out, probably from bending backwards. Right, her spine th- snapped in half, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she nearly passed out uh, from the pain, but she stayed in a trance. Apparently, this was like becoming her way of like meditating when in pain, it seems. But again, she could see heaven and angels and spirits. And her family uh, basically said that these trances lasted like two months. Wow. Um, Two months? Two months. Oh, my God. So now it's like January or February, I guess. And um, she, they were claiming that she could see spirits the entire time. And the, the symptoms of, like, her seizures and her stomach pains kept persisting. Um, and the family basically was told that they should consider sending her to a mental institution because doctors were not understanding 
why she could see angels and spirits mm. and she must be insane um <laughs> she must be, lun- she must be lun- lunacy <laughs> maybe there's actually quotes around that and that's like her uh-huh mm. also lunacy i've literally never heard that Me name neither. before i wonder what it means maybe something relevant maybe not <laughs> probably not though <laughs> <laughs> maybe it means stop reporting on me um so basically they the family was told that they should send her somewhere and their neighbor i think it was their neighbor or a family friend but his name was asa and uh he heard about this his name was asa roth he heard about this and was very against the family doing this and it sounds like he was more of an acquaintance so like his opinion really shouldn't have mattered but he did approach the family and he said don't do it i had a daughter also named mary who also around mary's age was having very similar symptoms and also like lives near the same property it's all very weird but so asa said i had a a daughter named mary who had the same symptoms i sent her away and she ended up not making it and so i'll tell you that story real quick mary roth was born in 1846 she's a libra um and at 13 she started having epileptic fits her family moved to watsika am i saying right watsika i think so and uh she started having crazy symptoms including nausea rigid limbs she was catatonic when she would sleep um, and she was having fits like this multiple times a day she would fall into trances and would act possessed and speak as if she were someone else and she showed signs of clairvoyance um she apparently at one point developed this obsession with blood <gasps> that's not good and started putting anybody. leeches on her forehead no thanks on her forehead oh. just like oh no um but she also started hearing voices so this is where it gets kind of controversial because it's like maybe she really might have been suffering like a mental illness rather from than some mental illness and so i see uh, a lot of these possession stories seem to be kind of on walking that. a line, sort of, or at, or at least like you could see it both. You can at least argue it, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, basically, by 1865, she had been hearing so many voices, and she'd become so obsessed with um, apparently blood and harming oh, herself no. that she died by suicide. <gasps> oh no! Um, apparently, she originally tried; she attempted suicide. Um, but the so this is where it gets supernatural again. Is she attempted suicide, but uh, she only passed out. Um, she had slit her wrist, and um, I don't know if she slit her wrist or she like cut her arm really badly. But it was with the intent of hurting herself. And when she came to, um, she had this like crazy superhuman strength, and like five grown men at the hospital had to hold her down from fighting them off. And keep in mind, she was like less than a hundred pounds and had lost a lot of blood. Yeah. And so that was pretty interesting. Also, she had bandages on her eyes because apparently they were afraid of her like scratching her eyes while she, while she was asleep or I don't really understand what she had done before to make them worry about that. But so she had these bandages on her eyes and one of the other weird skills she had was she was able to see through them. She had like x-ray vision. Yeah. And so, like, and it's they like were... like me in that box, like, watching you <laughs> with my lemons. <laughs> you could see it clearly, and I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, but so she uh, could see right through her bandages, and it became kind of this party trick that... Oh, great. Like, intentionally blindfold her as, like, carefully as possible. That's and she could, really weird. And she could read letters. Like, you could just hold a letter to her, and she'd read it. They would show her, like, contents of an envelope she'd never seen before, and she could see right through it. What? It was a very so between that and her like weird superhuman strength, 
there's something something was going on or at least it seems that way her father agreed that like what no matter what it was he couldn't control it he was like okay we really probably should put her away (laughs) just because like well then she's harming herself too it's like that's dangerous very good point so um so they ended up putting her away in the state asylum and uh unfortunately at 19 she actually did die by suicide and uh after that her parents became spiritualists trying to you know get in touch with her um so with that story in mind, Ace was like, please don't Oh, right, send. that was a totally different yeah, yeah. story. So he was basically retelling this to oh, Rancy's parents being like, I lost my kid because I put her away. Um, or at least that's what, you know, his belief on it. And so uh, he said, at the very least, before you put her away, like, talk to Dr. Stevens. He's, like, very well equipped with this. He's also a spiritualist, so he'll pay attention to those signs. Oh. Um, and he basically said, like, she's not insane. She's just a medium. Oh. And so... Well, that's comforting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's better right? than... Right? <laughs> so Dr. Stevens uh, decided to meet with her. Um, or Asa, I guess, coordinated them meeting up. And Dr. Stevens was able to mesmerize her. Oh. I don't... Like re- with a pocket watch? I guess. I don't know if that's different than hypnotism. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I thought mesmerized is what you are. I didn't know you could be mesmerized. Wait a minute. I need to go to sleep. No, but I know what you mean. Like, I've like never the, heard like as an action to do to somebody. Else. I've never heard like I'm mesmerizing you. Yeah, I've exactly. heard like I am being mesmerized. Like in the passive. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. So then again, Stevens, we don't know words very well. So <laughs> English is not your first language, and not mine when I'm a little sleepy. You can have it. You can have that. Not mine without cheesecake. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll we'll regroup later. <laughs> we'll send an update at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> So Dr. Stevens apparently mesmerized her, maybe hypnotized her. I will find out before I get a million tweets. I will figure this out. Um, just to see like what spirits uh, Rancy was living with or dealing with. And pretty immediately saw signs in Rancy that when she was in these trances, she was turning into other people. For example, she was turning into an old hag. This was actual words, not mine. Um, sitting like an old hag. And she was asking weird questions, and she kept calling her parents old black dick and old granny. What? So if that's not what you call your parents, maybe you're not mesmerized. I don't know. <laughs> maybe if I- that's what mesmerizing does, I don't think I want to be a part of it, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But so apparently she, this persona, what she said, um, he asked, who are you? And she said uh, her name was Katrina Hogan. She was a 63-year-old German woman. <laughs> okay. But then her, she very quickly changed personalities again to uh, a man named Willie Canning, who asked Dr. Stevens if he liked smoking and drinking. We don't know what his answers were, yeah, by the way. I think we know what his answer is. I think we know what Let's be real. But, like, I mean, also, just to be clear, like, I am aware that this also sounds like another mental illness situation because, you know, it could be multiple sure. personalities or something like that. I don't know if I'm using the right words. Disassociative identity DID? Disorder? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. So, I... I don't know. I it, it could be that. It could be something spiritual. But a lot of critics today say, no, she was actually having some, some mental illness. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so basically after the session, uh, Dr. Stevens said that Rancy, his report was that Rancy would go from morose and sullen to mystic and imaginary. Sounds like me on a de- <laughs> nice depressive day. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy. So uh, after the session... Uh, he wrote that report and he also told Rancy like, Hey, since 
as a believer in spirits, he's like, maybe instead of focusing on negative spirits stepping forward, maybe the ones that are positive, you know, try to work more with those or like if you can't avoid them at least try to get closer to the ones that are positive that's interesting and uh rancy and asa was in the room for this because i guess he like wanted to see what dr stevens had to say keep in mind this is like a neighbor or an acquaintance or something like he's just like a nosy ass neighbor infiltrating he's the most nosy neighbor truly he's just putting himself in this situation but he wanted to hear what dr stevens had to say and in front of asa rancy said well one nice spirit has kept showing up her name's mary roth which was asa's <gasps> daughter whoa wait whoa goose cam and whoa so asa freaked out sure and uh apparently dr stevens was like well what does mary say when she's stepping forward and rancy was like mary wants to switch places with me temporarily and asa told her to let it happen asa was like well if that's my daughter talking you should let oh you should go on. to heaven or something and let my daughter you take get out, your, step out of your physical form and let my daughter <laughs> your was your corn husk your <laughs> leave your husk behind leave your husk behind let my daughter enter the vessel so man we never made merch of that we should do that leave someone someone made that little picture remember it was two ghosts and it said leaving our husks behind oh, yeah, and it had yeah, like yeah. a sunset also if someone could like make corn husk dolls of us that'd be great oh geez but not like ones that could like maybe harm us or like a spiritual With no bad thing. intentions please i just send me corn i just want corn actually send me like corn chips maybe that would be Wait excellent so uh so basically asa is like heard opportunity knocking at the door was like this mofo had an ulterior motive this whole time it's like if you really think that mary wants to switch places with you and it might be helpful you know for your spiritual journey for you like this sounds really healthy for you exactly so with this with this agenda of his uh kind of convinced rancy that this was okay to do and so rancy allowed mary to possess her (gasps) so instantly her personality changed to mary's at least according to asa and she did not recognize her own family. So the Venoms, who were her mom and oh, dad. Oh, so she didn't recognize, like... Like, Rancy didn't original. recognize her own family being Whoa. like, who are you? Um, I'm Mary. Like, my that's my dad over there. But she recognized Aunt mm-hmm. Asa. Oh, my God. Uh, also recognized everything pretty much about the Roth family. So um, very quickly was showing obvious signs and keep in mind again like this was an acquaintance so like she couldn't have really known too much about the raw family um but when asked rancy said uh so they asked like oh where's rancy right now if you're mary where's rancy <laughs> Where did she like, go? how far did we push this <laughs> and mary in rancy's body said uh Laurency is away being treated and will come back when she is restored to health both mentally and physically and when Laurency is ready to return mary will leave that's like what the grinch said when he took that christmas tree from that <laughs> cindy lou who he's like i'm just gonna fix this up real quick it'll be right back i Don't promise it's going to the doctor <laughs> it's, getting it's like when up. your puppy goes to the farm oh, oh. but so uh basically it sounded like rancy was in heaven like on sabbatical or something <laughs> sabbatical. and was currently being cured for her seizures and her stomach pains oh i see Basically, it was kind of if mary roth was really speaking through rancy mary was saying she's slowly getting sicker and weaker and so we are going to switch places for a while so i can see my family while she is in the spiritual world very convenient 
it's, it's like a nice little up. transfer of goods yes it is yeah Quick like next time i have a stomach pain it's like i don't mind going to like the pearly gates it's like for i'll take a over second. for a few days don't like worry. as long as we're not permanent here like i'm good <laughs> you can leave your husk behind for a few minutes <laughs> so uh basically like rancy will be back shortly like oh <laughs> after these messages or whatever <laughs> so uh both families were convinced that this really was Mary. Uh, she knew too much about the family and the she barely recognized the Verums. The Verums like didn't know this personality that was coming out of her. Uh, she knew uh, Mary Roth's nickname for her sister and her neighbors. Um, she also knew very intimate friends and family and knew very intimate memories of them. She knew about old objects in the house. So she basically went to the Roth house and was like, oh, this is from when I was this age and I looked like this and this is what I did. Very like past lifey. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and so she knew detailed stories about everyone in the family. She talked about her own death and funeral <gasps> um, saying she was well, there. Wild. She talked about when she cut her arm. And she pointed at the arm she currently had, which was Rancy's arm, and said, this is not the arm, though. That one is in the ground. Oh, oh, goodness. Okay. Yikes. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes, to toys, to vibrators, to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Um, she also begged to stay with the Raw family since she was Mary and not Rancy. She was like, I want to go live with my real family. Can you imagine, though, being like, wait, no, 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 no. I'd be parents, like, parents, like, we didn't agree to this. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, like, hold on a second. You were having stomach aches, and now you're, <laughs> you're also... You're moving in with a neighbor. <laughs> you're moving in, like, across the street. So, I guess, apparently, like, she was... When she was staying with her, with Rancy's family, Rancy's family were, like, so sick of, like, this weird persona that they were like, if it's gonna, like, do you some, like, good, go over there. <laughs> we're so tired it of it. literally, like, please, like, if this is, like... <laughs> We don't know what's going on. If this if this really is a spirit, then you should be over there with your family. If you're our kid and just like pulling one up on us, like we're so over it, please go away. (laughs) Um, But so she begged to stay with the Roth family and she did. And so Mary possessed Rancy's body for like four months. What? Yeah. The fuck? 16 weeks. Holy crap. Some other website said 100 days, which is a little too perfect. But a 100 days. <laughs> on the 100th day. Yeah, it's very biblical. Uh, but so she not only possessed Rancy's body, but Rancy lived with the Roth family for four months. So imagine having the random neighbor across oh the street living with you for a month, pretending, pretending, or maybe actually being like your dead oh relative. This sounds like one of those crime, like a crime movie where he's like, you're my daughter now. And it's like a different child. Yeah. It's like adopting her as his own. This is creepy. Absolutely not. So apparently when she got to the house, she even saw trinkets of hers, recalled stories, played her favorite song on the piano, which apparently Rancy didn't wow, know how to play the piano. Weird. Um, she told stories about trips that they had gone on in incredible detail about, I guess, um, Asa asked about a trip to Texas one time and she said, yes, Pa, I remember crossing Red River and Mrs. Reader's girls who were in our company. Ooh. I don't know what's creepier, like that she knew that or the fancy talking back in the day. (laughs) Definitely the fancy talking. Who were in our company. (laughs) Um, she also, uh, remembered friends by their maiden names because when she died (gasps) a lot of them hadn't been married yet um weird she has oh this is a quote from her parents from mary's parents she has been nothing but mary since she has been here and knows nothing but what mary knew and she still did not recognize uh rancy's parents and believed that she was living at home with her actual family she did also have some spiritual gifts so she presented uh some signs of clairvoyance apparently her brother got sick at one point or was hadn't gotten sick yet but she was like you need to take him to a doctor oh shit and then he got really sick and would have died if he didn't know about mm-hmm. having to get medical attention early enough so Whoa. um sounds sounds creepy to me if she could have also been guessing been like mm, he he's needs not to go. looking looking well um she also would still go into trances and many spiritualists actually invited rancy slash mary to their seances so they could ask questions about death which also, like, I'm not surprised. Like, if you had someone walking around claiming that they were actually it's like dead, I'm back, right? it's like, I gotta know some things. Like, what's going on? <clears throat> Truly. And during one of the seances, apparently Mary actually left Rancy's body only for a second to possess another person in the room. Okay, now she's gone a little far with this whole possession just, thing. Uh, just like hub hopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Oh yeah, this definitely sounds like a clubbing atmosphere a seance club you tell me how we would not want to be on Hang the on. first of the list there tm tm the tm list. wait a minute strobe lights if we ever on. do a pop-up it's got to be a seance club a seance club wait a minute okay i'm into it seance okay, night we'll, club we'll bagel bites and lemons okay wait a minute i gotta slow down i'm we'll, really into we'll it we'll jump out of the blues clues wardrobe hang on <laughs> um so 
so this is ironic the fact that uh she or not that's ironic what is ironic is that although rancy's body throughout all this because remember she was sick and apparently her spirit is being healed elsewhere rancy's body is actually improving oh so it's almost like there really is like an angel inside of this body healing it it's very weird but like all of a sudden there's no more seizures no more stomach aches and this is something that had been going on for an entire year bending backwards no bending backwards (laughs) in either direction um no more sleep sprinting oh god um but so it seems like rancy's actually healing um but what's the ironic part is that mary uh, mary roth for the spirit inside of her refused to eat because she said that she got her quote nourishment from above oh dear oh dear no i don't know about that no but, no 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 no. so she like wouldn't eat apparently near the end she started eating maybe like she was like okay rancy's body needs food yeah but it was weird that she's like malnourished but also gaining health so weird apparently mary was also really affectionate to the raw family she would give them lots of hugs and kisses what's weird to me is that they questioned this they were like why are you giving us so many hugs and kisses which like if you think if you genuinely think this is like your dead daughter yeah when you like maybe she wasn't very affectionate before maybe she wasn't maybe they even they were like okay this is too much yeah like, they're like this child is literally went from zero to 60 <laughs> so uh apparently at one point mary told her mom uh or mary in Ramsey's by told mary's mom uh, quote the angels will let me stay until sometime in may <gasps> and so uh she said that rancy was getting better and wanting to return soon so on may 7th <gasps> uh rancy came through again she i guess rancy peeked into her body real quick just to say I'm hey back. and then she even was like i guess she realized that like she needed more time up there or mary needed more time down here and so she was like i'll give you two more weeks what? so she got an extension on this rental an extension and uh oh my god by may 21st so exactly two weeks later um asa wrote to dr stevens and this is a, a quote from his from his note to him mary is to leave the body of rancy today about 11 o'clock so she says like they're like they're on a fucking schedule <laughs> the fuck? she is bidding neighbors and friends goodbye she tells me to write to dr stevens as follows Tell him I'm going to heaven and Rancy is coming home well. She says she will see your dear children in spirit life. And she talked most lovingly about the separation about the separation to take place. And most beautiful was her talk about heaven and her home. Whoa. So at least she like gave credit to a doctor down here before she like flew back up. She was like, you did this. She's like, Thank you. Props to you, my friend. Everyone's going back where they need to. These husks are staying here. Which... <laughs> <laughs> these husks are here to stay so like <laughs> that's even better i so i wonder like you would think at that point like if this story is being taken seriously by spiritualists wouldn't dr stevens have become like this massive superstar of like he like facilitated this whole thing yeah he he like got a ghost and a human to swap spots you'd think so i maybe i'm just like maybe this is a total like blind spot on my end and i've never actually heard of him and he's a big deal but i don't know about him well anyway punctual as ever <laughs> at 11 o'clock uh rancy came back into her body and no longer recognized the raw family as more than just acquaintances and asked to go home to be with her family the venoms and according to rancy's mother when she came home <laughs> is very weird rancy's mom said that rancy was now smarter uh more industrious more womanly and more polite than ever and could play the piano and could play the piano incredible really 
I almost can like, play it like a fiddle. Can play that piano like a fiddle. <laughs> uh, but so more womanly. That's apparently when you get to heaven, you become more womanly and polite. Great. Not where I want to go. No, <laughs> no thanks. Um, so her health apparently was top notch, and she no longer ever suffered from seizures or stomach pains again. Wow. Um, she ended up marrying uh, soon after. She has like a dozen fucking kids and lived in Kansas. Whoa. And uh, she would actually sometimes go back to the Roths house uh just so like during seances maybe mary could show up like she could like use her body as a vessel for mary since they'd gotten so they'd gone on so well together oh wow um but so she would every now and then allow basically like guest appearances for mary at a seance um other than that there was no possessions or anything like that although there was talk of during um rancy's uh pregnancies when she was about to give birth and she was in labor apparently she would revert back into those like <gasps> trances that she had while she when she was oh, in pain no. and apparently she would start acting like mary oh well that would make sense if it's while she's in pain if it's while she's in pain and she oh. learned to like be mesmerized during her like bouts of pain and if mary was already always watching out for her to like heal her then while she was going through labor, apparently, like, Mary took the load. She was like, I got you. Don't worry. Oh, my goodness. Don't That's we a all? true friend, though. Like, here, yeah. I'll step in. Listen, I, I see your your labor, and I'll raise you 10 Ooh. contractions on and my end. And then she had te- 12 kids, and Mary was like, okay, I didn't That's agree what, to 12 of these. That's really why she had a dozen. She was like, my friend Mary's got it. Don't worry. It's <laughs> true. She's like, it's actually pretty easy um, if you have a friend to take over for you. <laughs> So the Roth family never stopped believing in the spirit of Mary, and they credit Dr. Stevens for everything that happened and curing Rancy. Uh, but in 1952, uh, Rancy lived in Los Angeles, and at 88 years old, she died. Um, in 1879, back when this happened, Dr. Stevens actually wrote a book called The Watsika Wonder, uh, which is who was how she, he's the one that coined the term, sure. I guess. <clears throat> and he called Rancy, quote, the most remarkable case of spirit return and manifestation ever recorded in history, which in 1879 probably was the most wonder, wonderful thing in the whole wide world. Probably. Um, in 1890, so about 10 years later, um, a member of the American Society of Psychical Research uh, said, <laughs> because anyway, he was quoted saying, I have no doubt that the incidents occurred substantially described in the narrative by Dr. Stevens. So they like agreed also oh, that wow. this was real. Um, but in 1903, a psychologist named Frank uh, Hoffman said that this was just a quote, typical case of hysterical impersonation. Um, more recent theories are that, you know, there was some multiple personalities or DID going on. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say that you know, it probably was just a case of mental illness or, um, maybe even acting up like truly just pretending like maybe just like as a 13 year old had some teen like, angst uh, and didn't want to be in her house what's her name with the mongoose where she was bored yeah <laughs> they, they think as a teenager maybe she was bored and she just wanted to go live with the neighbor for a while there's also maybe he had like better better popsicles well or a pool or something not the popsicles or the pool but the the main theory is that the roth family had a couple sons her age and she literally pulled the ultra scheme to just be in the room (laughs) with like just wanted to be around these cute boys and so she pretended that she was a ghost that that she was of their sister (laughs) their dead sister Um, whoa okay listen she like definitely went above and beyond for the sake of like fulfilling this like this desire of like getting close to the to the boys but she also like 
really shot herself in the foot by thinking like if i impersonate your sister exactly. I have a chance. that's what i'm saying like they're not gonna be i mean i hope not super too close that. to the sun that one little tiny bit <laughs> but so uh anyway many people theorize that she li- this was literally just a giant you know teenager scan a scam to uh get close to boys if it is like well brava, done. brava. Nice to know that in the 1870s, the shit was Nothing happening. has changed. <laughs> no. Imagine if she had like a tumbler or a Zanga. Oh my God. Uh, the so angst though. I would feel the angst radiating. She would love Fall Out Boy. Oh yeah. So uh, anyway, there have been two movie adaptations of this. In 1996, there was a Lifetime movie called Buried Secrets. And in Ooh. 2009, the Siffy Network mm-hmm. um, has a movie called The Possessed that came out. Um, apparently... As of recent years, a man named John Whitman has been restoring the Roth house. Um, and apparently his, him and some of the previous owners have also, they've experienced some things they just can't explain in that house. Um, including voices, strange recordings. People have conducted seances there, so they think it could just be residual from that. But apparently in the town of Watsika, it is an urban legend now that it is a demonic haunted house. And it's kind of customary for teenagers to like try to like knock on the door or in like you know wander around there anyway that's the what's secret (gasps) i had never heard of that in my whole darn life me either my whole darn life (laughs) or in my whole darn afterlife or in mary's afterlife or in any husk i've ever inhabited none of them not a one of them (laughs) well thank you that was very entertaining now i have a story (laughs) now i'm ready to be bummed out yeah now sorry that you were having a good time because you're no longer going to be (coughs) okay let me wetten my whistle before i throw some commentary on you did you say wetten your whistle yeah is that another thing wet your whistle wetten oh i hear what you're saying (laughs) from uh, just like the last episode with anonymous i got minimum bare minimum sleep last night so things coming out of my mouth are not things i'll remember before the cheese great begins. well you try to make sure i'm explaining this well because it's really a lot it's my whole br- i'm gonna focus all my energy on this and then there will be cheesecake i'll that, dangle that in front you of you You don't think that's not the reward <laughs> here like come on now okay today i'm covering the death of kendrick johnson okay and this has become this is an extremely controversial case which is why i'm I'm very nervous about covering this one just because I want to do it justice and because there are so many different takes that people have had. I like I'll just list the podcasts I've listened to this story on um, Crime Junkie, Morbid, uh, My Favorite Murder and True Crime Garage. All of them covered this all had a different take, like slightly different or extremely different. Um, Christine, by the way, like (laughs) the whole way here, because now that she's here, we can like sit in a car together. Carpool. And um, but we the whole way here and yesterday when you surprised me, the whole time has been like, I'm so nervous. I like have a stomach ache over it. I'm like so nervous because it's it's such a like important case and I don't want to drop the ball. Okay, if that makes sense. I think we can trust your research (sighs) but i hope just so so you know this is not we're not taking this lightly she has made it very clear to me that like this is a (laughs) a little nerve-wracking as a as a presenter of research yeah just because you know it's really i can't really land on where i stand exactly and people have very is that common a lot of people don't know there are just two sides that are like extremely like there are strong cases for both sides, whether this was a an ac- a tragic accident or a homicide. Okay. And um, people have very strong opinions about it. So I think me being kind of in the middle, I'm a little bit nervous because I'm like, you don't want people to be mad that you aren't swayed on one, one or way. the other. Okay. Yeah. And I and I also feel like being on one side or the other would have the same effect. I mean, you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's that's just what sucks about this but that's okay i'm not used to winning don't worry <laughs> um so anyway this is the death of kendrick johnson and this the reason i'm covering this now is i've known about it for a long time but this has kind of come into like back into the the media sphere because okay. um because of all of the demonstrations and Black Lives Matter that's been going on, um, this case kind of has come back to light. Um, it's being reinvestigated. I don't know if it's being reinvestigated, but it's being like looked at again. Okay. Um, and so a lot of people have been re- like tons of people have been requesting this. So here, here goes go. nothing. Okay. January 10th. So this takes place in 2013. Okay. In a place called Valdosta, Georgia. Okay. And it's in a county called Lowndes County. Now, I went and looked up Lowndes County. Um, I just typed it in on Google, and I'm just going to read to you the first headlines that came up. So I just want to give you a little backdrop for what happened when I Googled the town. So the top headline said, Perfect storm for when COVID hits. Neglected black communities in Alabama and Georgia see coronavirus surge. Um, And Loudoun County uh, was among 19 historically black counties with rates of COVID-19 that were three times higher than average. And according to NBC News, this has caused obviously high unemployment rates, uh, poverty, lack of access to basic things like medicine and even sewage and like that kind of thing. Um, And it has all been exacerbated by the pandemic. So in that area right now, it's obviously things are not looking good. Sure. Okay. And then on the other side, you know how we had that pandemic, then we all forgot about it and went on to the new pandemic, arguably. Um, Now this one, uh, the second headline was basically an extremely blatantly racist remark uh, made by the Lowndes County Supervisor Harry Sanders, who this Tuesday, so like two days ago, said um, after a 3-2 vote, so there was a 3-2 to two vote to relocate a Confederate statue to the local cemetery and it failed, so three people, they outvoted um, the people who wanted to move this statue, mm. and he told the commercial dispatch that this. I'm just relaying the news here, folks this is what he said Black people are dependent on society because they were taken care of during slavery. (gasps) He said, quote, in my opinion, they were slaves. And because of that, they didn't have to go out and earn any money. They didn't have to do anything. Whoever owned them, took care of them, fed them, clothed them. Okay, worked them. They became dependent and that dependency is still there. The Democrats right here who depend on the black vote to get elected, they make them dependent on them. Holy shit. That was literally this week's 48 hours ago, someone said that with their fucking chest? And here we are, just living life. Yep. Um, Okay. So that was this county. I'm just trying to give a backstory. I'm sorry. I'm like nervous. I know. Like about to nervous laugh. This is why I'm so overwhelmed by this story. It's impossible for me to believe that someone actually thinks that's okay to say publicly, let alone think it privately. I'm not shocked that someone thinks it's okay to say that. It just blows my mind that there are people out there who... It just hurts every time. Like it doesn't... it just yeah it just is wow okay so those are the two starting real fucking literally this week the two big headlines and i just want to say that to give like a background because a lot of people were trying to explain the area and stuff and the history of the area but i feel like who what 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 who said that uh the lowndes county supervisor harry sanders Wow. So if you know him, give him a piece of our mind. <laughs> if you mind. know him, please stop being friends yeah, with him. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And that was from the Clarion Clarion, Clarion Ledger, um, just to give credit there. Wow. Uh, so that's a little backdrop. Fun fact. Just um, swept me off my goddamn feet. Whoops. Okay. I'm uh, awake now, by the okay, way. Okay, by the way, good morning. And it's just going to get worse. Okay. Great. 
So January 10th uh, in Valdosta, Lowndes County, Georgia, 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson, also known as KJ, he leaves his Lowndes County High School class at 1.25 p.m. when the bell rang. This is like a little mini timeline to start off the story. He's seen by various students and security footage heading towards the old gym. So this high school has like an old gym and a new gym. um, And both are used for different purposes. He's heading to the old gym. And a video uh, timestamped at 127 shows Kendrick entering the hallway to the old gym. And a minute later, he does. He enters the gym and he proceeds out of the security camera's view. Oh, I think. Okay. I think I saw this. this, Has this been trending on Twitter? This video? Okay. I saw the video and didn't know what was going on. Okay, well, okay. the, the video now, actually becomes like a main point of contention also. So okay. that's interesting. I didn't under, I was I was swiping in like the middle of the night and I saw like a gym. Vi- okay, this is really fucked up. But I saw like a random gym video and I was like, oh, it's probably like a basketball. Yeah, because it looks like a basketball court, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like an old school gym. I just thought it was like some like random like athlete video and I skimmed past it. Wow, I'm an asshole. I'm no, gonna, I mean, it's go just, educate We're myself. very overloaded these days on like the news stories. And it just looked so different than all the demonstrations. So I like didn't even look at the video. Yeah, it's uh, most likely that's what this is. I see. Um, okay. It was I like a go... capture of him. Well, I'll tell you all you need to know. Don't you worry, my Excellent. friend. Excellent. I'll revert back to that Twitter and I see. Okay. Tell you the whole story. But finally, I kind of know what you're talking Like, I know a story. Like, you have a context for yes. it. Yeah. It's definitely been huge on Twitter, and that's actually part of the reason that it's kind of back in the limelight, um, for lack of a better term. Okay. So, uh, da He's caught on camera, um, and that's kind of the last time he's noticed on any security camera. Uh, a few minutes later, three students enter the old gym, and they head in the opposite direction. And at 1.45, so he had left his class at 1.25. At 1.45, he is noted as absent from his weight training class. And at 4.30, uh, the basketball team is in the old gym. They have a full practice. Everything goes as normal. However, Kendrick does not arrive home that night. He was supposed to go to the basketball game and come home afterward. And his mom, Jacqueline or Jackie, and his dad, Kenneth Johnson, uh, are like, something's wrong. And when they first talked to... um, authorities they're like well you know he's a teenager like he might after the basketball game maybe he went out with a friend and so you know that's a very typical response because most of the time that is what happened like a teenager just doesn't call home or whatever i mean i've done it yeah exactly exactly oh my god yeah we've done this i will say this story really did remind me of some of the stupid shit i did like not even that dumb but just like not intentionally dumb even but just like oh god like i'm very lucky that things there's so many times i've thought about like and this obviously has nothing to do with this particular story, right. but there are so many times that like, you know, in high school, I never necessarily snuck out, but like, I definitely like didn't go where I said you I just, was like, going. just like disregard. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, exactly. I mean, and I was just so lucky in like that I thought like, oh, what could happen? And well, then like. Exactly. And that's why this case brings that up too. Cause you're like, people are like, well, that wouldn't happen. It's like that, like teenagers do dumb shit, yeah. whether they're doing it on purpose or not. I did so many dumb things. Me too. And not even like bad. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm on, I was using drugs. It was like, oh, I like uh, walked alone to the CVS to buy candy at two in the morning. Like not the yeah. smartest move, but it in my head, I was like, what could possibly happen? So I'm getting happen? candy. Like, exactly. Yeah. So just uh, things like that where you're like, oh God, like the number of times things could have gone wrong and thankfully didn't. Truly. We're going to be really anxious parents someday, I think. 
I was <laughs> on the raped ghost by side. Linda. I, it's already <laughs> happening with Allison. Every time she's not near me, I'm like, where, where are you? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, you're like, where's Christine? And I'm literally in a box, like I at your feet. <laughs> I, I need to start like divvying up my priorities oh instead my of God. them all focus on like, like one or two people. <laughs> right now it's Allison and my mom. I'm like, where are you? And with you, it's like, she could be on the goddamn moon. Who the hell knows? I could be anywhere. <laughs> she could literally be in a box that I'm currently kicking <laughs> and calling heavy as shit. Box. This is heavy as furniture, M says. I I wish there was a camera a in there. A small stool is still furniture, Christine. That's how uh-huh. heavy you were. I wish you were a like trash bin. You were like, Eva, did you carry this? Like, did you have to help Alexander carry this into the apartment? She's like, Yes. We had two people carry. She was it. so close to not having to lie anymore. Oh, she was like, "Whatever it like, takes just to get open you to- the goddamn lid." <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. By the way. <sighs> anyway, so Jackie and Kenneth talk to authorities, and they're like, "Well, you know, he's probably just out." And they're like, "No, no, no, this isn't like him. He would have told us if he was going out with a friend." Um, and the next morning, Jackie goes to Lowndes High School, and he still has not returned home overnight. So she's like, "Something is clearly wrong now." And so that's on the eleventh. She goes to the high school. She reports her son is missing to the staff. And one of the staff members starts helping her print flyers. They're like, we need to get his face out there and like um, get the message out. So this is basically the beginning of when this case begins, starts to be like woefully mishandled to the point that it's just like infuriating. Just total negligence. Just like a lot. Yeah. Just a lot of like come on you know this just wasn't handled properly so first someone comes rushing in and uh kj's mom is doing these flyers with a staff member and someone else comes rushing in and she who's not supposed to hear this hears the person say a body was just found in the gym and the school's on lockdown and so of course she jackie like her right heart sinks you know into her stomach probably and she's like oh my god that must be my son like he's missing and they found a body in the gym. So what had happened is 10.30 a.m., so that was uh, a little more than 21 hours after Kendrick was last seen entering the gym, hmm. two students, so they had, okay, you know wrestling mats, those really thick ones? Yeah. So they had these wrestling mats that um, were usually horizontal, and they had just had winter break, and over winter break, they uh, the school had like cleaned up the gym and had put the mat mats up upright so like vertical now they were stored in a corner and um they're about six feet tall when they're vertical and rolled up and they have a 14 inch like diameter hole in the center when they're rolled up okay so that's like the open say the numbers again sorry yeah so they're when they're rolled up and put on their side against the wall basically they're six feet tall and they have a 14 inch hole okay in the middle where like the you know it's been rolled up and like i said they're usually oh sorry like i said they're usually horizontal now they've been put up um vertical to like clean up and um at this school the the school charges students to use lockers like you need to which okay what the the actual hell is that about first of all that seems like really i mean maybe that's like i don't understand i've never lived that i can't but i can't imagine that that would even be why are you charging people to use the facilities like their children like they need to put their their textbook somewhere and not get stolen so they have to have books but they can't just put them somewhere they also have to Pay, pay for the books and pay for them. Okay. That's weird, right? Okay. I'm glad Maybe I just don't know anything about that, uh, but it I've sounds never real fucking that. off. I've, it sounds not... Yeah. It doesn't sound fair to someone who didn't have to do that. No, exactly. And so, I mean, that being said, they students would often use these mats 
with a 14 inch hole to hide their stuff in there fair i would do that too oh one million percent and so like you would just stick like your uh gym clothes or your uh water bottle whatever you throw a goddamn kit kat in there throw a kit kat in there exactly thank you (laughs) um and so that's what they would use them for and i was like okay that makes sense i would definitely do that yeah why would Um, you hide things like I hid my stuff in all sorts of weird places and I didn't have to pay for a locker. I was just lazy. Like that was literally the end of it. Um, So anyway, the the mats are up and one of the students is kind of on these, they're not real bleachers. They're like two layer bleachers, like like just really dinky. Like you can pick them up. They're like metal bleachers, but they're only two levels. And one of the uh, students is kind of standing up and she looks over at the mats and she notices that one of them has something white sticking out of it and she leans over to look and it's a sock and the sock is attached to a foot and the foot is attached to a body correct okay and And it's not a disembodied foot which i know you also don't like (laughs) i mean no matter what i don't like that there's a a person alive or dead hiding in that thing yes so there's a person inside the mat they call for the teacher and one of the students calls 911 while the other student and the teacher push so it's in the back of these mats they push the other mats out of the way pull that one down and uh they find the body of kendrick inside this mat wow okay his so very intentionally hidden he's in there yeah you couldn't see him from just standing on the floor of the mat so not knowing anymore and this is like nothing against your your research skills but my perception as a listener right now is that it sounds like a homicide right because it's it was there was clearly an intent to hide this dead body right like, of like sticking it all the way in the back and then covering it up with more mats right okay so that's right so that it's one of these weird cases where on the surface you're like well obviously this is a homicide and then when sure. you get way more into the details you're like there's like doubts that kind of really pop okay up. yeah so they pull it down they reveal the body of kendrick his arm is outstretched inside the mat, and there's a pool of blood drying on the floor beneath where the mat was. Where was the blood coming from? I will tell you. Okay. It's not great, but I'll tell you. No area is good. No area is there good. There are other places that are specifically It's not horrible. leeches on your forehead. Okay, it's I see. much worse than that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so the teacher starts to pull Kendrick out of the mat, but he's like, no, this student is dead. I'm going to stop touching it and call, call 911 right i don't want to touch it yeah it does, uh, yeah it's like nothing you can do he was like gonna save him but then he's like you know this is too late so um the school is placed on lockdown and on january 11th 2013 kendrick johnson is pronounced dead now i'm gonna just tell you a little bit about kendrick um he was born october 10th 1995 to kenneth and jackie he was always described as kind of a quiet and well-mannered um kid when he met new people but he was like a jokester among his friends and family he was really talented athletic athletically and academically um apparently he really loved math which i was like jesus who loves math but okay, okay good that's for you. immediately an upstanding character i like see gold stars <laughs> i know <laughs> like oh my god um he played for the Lowndes county high school football and basketball teams and um his friend mark said that after high school kendrick wanted to go to college and play professional football and this actually wasn't even a far reach like it might sound like a pipe dream to some people but he was extremely talented and valdosta is actually the hometown of at least 15 nfl players over the last 30 years so something's in the water at this place holy besides you know a racist supervisor but right something else is going on um like just get you into football and the just athletic av- prowess please just <laughs> avoid all the horrible things going on around you yeah so um uh so Lowndes county high school's program is considered among the top in the country so it was actually you know a legitimate goal for him to have sure. um 
So the old gym was taped up as a crime scene, obviously, to secure any evidence. Um, I will say, okay, well, so according to the sheriff, whose name will come up um, a few times, his name is Chris Prine. Um, According to him, any location of a deceased individual with no apparent medical condition uh, is deemed a crime scene, essentially. So if you find a body, we don't know what happened. Automatically, this is a crime scene, which is fair. Totally. Um, unfortunately, it was not necessarily treated quite as much as it should be as Why a would it? scene. Why would it, though? Really? Why would it? Why would it, though, really, in this day and age? <laughs> um, and then the sheriff also stated that the, you know, it, it did appear that there had been evidence, you know, moved around and whatever. But most of that was done when they dis- the students discovered Kendrick, pulled him down, not knowing yet, you know, this is a crime scene. Sure. They had already, obviously. They messed with things not knowing what yes, they were doing. trying to help, you know, so that was cordoned off um so here's kind of again the mat is six feet kendrick was five foot eleven he was positioned head first down the center of the rolled up vertical tumbling mat head first okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. his one arm was like this reaching uh-huh. and the other one was up by his side okay um and he had headphones wrapped around his hand huh. uh his there's a pair okay this is just it just starts to get so wacky and weird um there's a pair of sneakers i'm actually going to show you you got you guys can google these pictures i don't want to put some of these photos on the video because they're extremely graphic some of them and i don't want anyone to accidentally watch this or have a kid watch this if you there i will say too this is important the family themselves released these photos so they're okay. comfortable with people viewing them this well they probably want people to see what happened to their kid exactly right? okay. and so like if you want to google it like it is pretty gruesome some of it but it definitely gives you a better idea of what happened so i mean i guess first i'll just show you a picture of kendrick the the printer i think was a little wonky a handsome looking dude he, he was a very handsome looking dude and <laughs> wait he, so he's handsome an athlete and likes math goodbye <laughs> i know <laughs> okay. i know and so <clears throat> that's him Ah, shit, I'm trying to find... Okay, so it's hard to see, but there... His body was found in the mat, see? I see. And his feet are sticking out, so that's what the... The sock is what the, the yep. girl had seen. And now, do you see these sneakers? Yeah, There's random There's a pair shoes. of sneakers kind of wedged next to his legs. Covered in blood. No, that's, sorry, that's just the color of the um the shoe. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, it's there's no blood shoelaces. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no blood there. Um, But so there's... But so he's wearing shoes. When you look in, you just see his socks, his feet with socks. One of the socks is like partially off and a pair of sneakers kind of wedged next to his legs. And they're not his or they are his? I, you know, I don't know. I think they are his. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Because I would think it sounds like if this were a murder, someone wrapped him up and then realized you could still see his shoes. And so they like just took them off and shoved them it in there. It looks like someone tossed the shoes in after, after him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely the first thought that people had. Um, my, my like question about this is if, if he was wedged in this mat and his feet were kind of sticking out and he was like trying to get out, I can see oh, being able his, to kick your own his shoes, shoes off. getting taken off. Yeah. And his sock was halfway off. Like I can see how that maybe he happen. was struggling to climb out of. Right. Yes. Being okay. Stuck. So that's my personal view of it. Um, it, it looks like it could be either, honestly. Yeah. And so it's, that's why this whole case is like, okay, well, well, you know, sign one that there's a little confusion. Yeah. It just gets more and more confusing. And so to clarify, I don't know if this is even clear yet. Basically the, the theory is that Kendrick was going to get his, shoes that he 
had in this mat and had reached to, and had gotten stuck in the mat. You know how pe- oh. I was saying students hide stuff in the mat to keep them. Yes. And the mats are usually horizontal. And you like kind of dove on. Oh. And now they're vertical. I see. And I'll give more detail on that, but that's essentially where the confusion lies of like, was this a freak accident or was this a, someone really put the body there? It really could have been just a freak accident. Right. It also um, really could have been a murder. Yes, but exactly. It, I see. I mean, it's Very really confusing. such a drastic difference of situations. And the fact that the case was mishandled makes it so much more of a conspiracy, quote unquote, or at least makes it more of a viable option to a lot of people because it's like, well, things didn't get handled right. So, right. Um, so again, he's kind of turned like this with his arm out. Um, now I have this is a graphic photo. Which would you I'm like to, see, to see, it? see? Would you like to see it? Sure. Okay. It's 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 pretty gruesome. It's of um his face and what was the, wrong with the face? Is very bloated and disfigured because um, he was upside down and blood was pooling. Yes. So just a okay. Really it's s- really graphic, but and also the printer, the color made it really wild. But there's um at the bottom here. Wow, it doesn't even look like a face. No, it's really. And like seeing him, it, like there's his mouth. It's hard to see, but like. See. You know, all I think of is the poor parents. Yes, exactly. And like from the beginning, they were in such a bad position because she's in the, you know, student teacher lounge or, or teacher lounge or whatever. And she hears wow. someone say, there's a body in the gym. Like that's how she finds out her son is dead, you know, like. And then that's what, and then to go check, like it's still, it's pretty unrecognizable yes yeah they literally said it looked nothing like him it um, looked i can confirm and this was <laughs> a day like after him. he had been last seen so it was well, just like, upside down that whole time i mean like think about being upside down for five seconds exactly and so that's Oof. okay there's more like sciencey explanation later but just to give you an idea of like what they found when they pulled his body out that's sure. what it was now this is strange too so there was a sneaker found so he has a sneakers wedged behind his legs there's also a sneaker found kind of underneath where the mat was on the floor with a on top of a pool of blood what there's a sneaker on top of a pool of blood like presumably the one he was reaching for uh-huh but there's no blood on the sneaker uh-huh so it's like on top of the blood right but there's no that makes me think again that it's a murder yeah so then but then god damn it but then part of me is like well how would that even happen in a mur- like i guess i imagine that like there was a I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Because then I'm like, but then who would say? <clears throat> it's just such a weird, strange thing. And I mean, I guess... like the, It feels like the shoes were a secondary situation mm-hmm. aside from it. So it feels like he died and then the shoes kind of got tossed in there. Yeah. Well, these shoes were the ones that were like underneath where he was reaching for. The oh. pair of shoes above him were... Hmm, okay. There were two pairs of shoes, to be clear. Oh, my God. Which, again, is confusing because it's like, well, if he was wearing shoes and then he was Why are there other random shoes? shoes? But it's for his gym class. Maybe, like, he needed a certain pair of shoes for gym versus basketball versus football. Who knows? Um, it's just there's so many questions that weren't answered or weren't, like, properly looked Investigated. at. Yeah, right away. <coughs> okay, sorry. I know I'm all over the place. Um, no. So there's no blood on the sneaker. And in addition to the sneaker in a pool of blood on the floor of the gym, blood is also discovered on a sweatshirt, a sneaker, and... Another sneaker? A oh, third yeah. third shoe? A, a, one of the... Okay. I'll just preface this right now. One of the sneakers they thought had blood turned out to be paint. So that okay. the sneaker with blood was kind of a mis... Red herring. Red herring, correct. Literally. Literally. Okay. <laughs> but there was blood on the uh, wall of the gym 
and in a trash can on some tissues in the bathroom. Huh. So he had a sweatshirt there as well that seemed to have some blood on it. But instead of taking that into evidence, they just like gave that back to his family. They were like, here's a sweatshirt, by the way. And I'm like, oh that God. could have been such important evidence. There's blood on that. Like, what are you doing? It sounds like that John Mulaney bit of like, like <laughs> cops at like cops before DNA. The old timey. They're like, mm, there's a pool of blood over there. Gross. Mop it up. <laughs> Mop it up. Back to my hunch. Yes, L- exactly. Yeah. It's like there's literally a sweatshirt in this crime scene that they were so in- intent on naming a crime scene. And then they just like hand the hoodie back to his family and are like, here you go. And the, they give the, the shoes. Did the parents ever try to give it back and be like, can you investigate it Well, at that yet? point, it's or, already been, yeah. you know, contaminated. Um, so they never collect it, never test it. They do test the blood on the wall, and it is not Kendrick's DNA. Interesting. However, they never test it against anyone else. What? So it could very <laughs> well... so stupid. Yeah, so it could be an assailant or, like, someone who he fought with, who knows. But it's... They never test it. They're just like, oh, well, it's not Kendrick's anyway. But the wow. blood in the bathroom trash can it turns out a girl had been a color guard practice and had gotten hit in the nose and had a nosebleed so that was pretty much explained the tissues in the bathroom okay but not the wall not the wall but part of me the people who did look at the blood on the wall it was like a smear or something and like it's just kind of an old decrepit gym and like right who knows i mean it could, could just be an old they thought it was just like an old stain left there from which obviously is stain foul but like it's a gym, I don't it's a high school gym I'm like I don't know how clean that place is I don't know if it was behind those mats like who knows if anyone's clean back true. there so I don't necessarily think that like it even necessarily but they still as a should have looked One into mil- it we shouldn't be saying it may not have anything we should be saying like oh no this was verified as so-and-so's right. blood and was not involved like right. we should be that sure and we're not um so again they did uh, test the blood in the bathroom, and it was uh, it did come from a female, so they were able to kind of rule out that that was his also. Um, now, against protocol, again, um, which states that the county coroner must be summoned immediately in cases of sudden violent or unexplained death, Lowndes County Coroner Bill Watson was not notified until six hours after the body was discovered, which... Why? Bad. So bad. So mm. that was not good. Um, a friend of Kendrick's who in the paper, and we also have to remember these kids are all minors. So that makes it so much right. more complicated. You can't just like test people's blood or like look at, you know, release video footage because they're children. So it's like it wow. adds a whole layer of complication to this whole thing. But so, oh my God, I want to make sure my photo isn't just like oh, in oh, the camera. <laughs> Um, A friend of Kendrick's who's labeled student C in the case files tells investigators that he and Kendrick shared basketball shoes and that they stored them in the mat to avoid locker fees. So that could be the second pair of shoes. So that is believed to be the shoes that he was trying to get to. Believed? Couldn't they just ask the guy, like, are these your shoes? No, they were. He said, these were mine and Kendrick's shoes. Um, And so presumably that's kind of what was. If this was a freak accident he was trying to reach the shoes that were a couple feet or whatever down into this mat mm-hmm. um, that was usually horizontal and was now vertical. Right. Um, and so another student corroborated this, like, yes, Kendrick and this other student share those shoes and those are his basketball shoes. So that would explain why he was getting a different pair of shoes mm-hmm. um, from inside the mat. On January 14, 2013, before even getting the official coroner's report and weeks before any DNA results 
came back, Sheriff Prine concluded that Kendrick's death had been accidental. So pretty much immediately, he was like, this was an accident. And that kind of set the tone for the whole thing because it was like, there's so much unanswered. They didn't even get the coroner's report back. They didn't even try. They didn't even have DNA yet. So like, it just was like jumping the gun so quickly to say it was an accident. So that's part of the problem too. And their theory is that prior to Christmas break, students were asked to roll up the mats, put them in the corner with the others. Um, His shoes were in there. This pushed the mat with Kendrick's and students' sneakers to the back where the other mats were now in front of it. Unable to tilt the mat and get the sneakers. Um, he thought he could just climb up and grab he it. He climbed on top, tried to reach down, and slipped into the mat, causing him to His asphyxiate. Arm. Mm-hmm. And causing him to asphyxiate. Now, a lot of people at this point say, well, that's impossible because there's many reasons people say it's impossible, which is, A, I've heard people say, who is stupid enough to do that? Again, he couldn't get the mat down. A lot of people say, why wouldn't you just knock it down? There were a ton of mats. It was in the back. I mean, it makes sense to me. It's not, especially so as a teenager. Like, you're like, oh, I, I can reach it. Reach. Yeah. And you're like, whatever. I don't need to get help. I can reach it. It's like when you're a, te- like you're a teenager and like, yeah, you could probably scoot past people in the movie theater or can you climb over the chair? Yeah. It's like climbing over chairs or like even it's like, saying, why not? Just saying like, I could probably walk down the stairs, but I'm going to jump from this ledge. Exactly. To the one just to see. It's just another thing like that. And so it's really... I would have done it. Like if me it, too. Like, and that's why every time I listen to these shows and people are like, "Who would do that?" I'm like, I, I would. for sure would have done that. I am, absolutely would. I would have done that for I sure. Probably have. I've probably have done something equally stupid. I that, mean, how many times have you like dropped your phone charger behind your couch and instead of moving the fucking couch, you like throw your guy? I start like down climbing there. down it exactly. Yeah. So if he and and again, people say, "Why didn't he knock it over?" Because there were these mats are heavy. They're like those wrestling mats. Yeah. It's not no, like you heavy. can just tip it over. It's like you need to hoist it down. He really didn't have a really much of a choice. No. Unless he had someone there to help him to move, help move all the these. Mats. No, it's taken forever and then put them all back. Exactly. And like, just climb in. The, the It was in the back, like behind a bunch of others. So he would have had to take them all down. And he's an athlete. He probably thought I'm strong enough to pull myself yes, out. Yes, exactly. If something happens. And he probably would have been. And then some people say, well, the opening's 14 inches. His shoulders are, I think, either 16 or 17. Yeah, he sounds like a broad yes. dude. Yes, and he was but again if you put one arm and you reach down you Uh can angle yourself to fit in a smaller space so that would explain that um and i know a lot of people probably are not happy with me countering these but this is just just, where it gets complicated i mean that's a it's a that's a valid if i didn't know that the other option was there was like a homicide that story is easily explained yeah you can explain it away exactly And, and also like given the um the town that you yeah you know the way you described it earlier it sounds like it, it sounds like it's a town where people probably didn't really want to investigate something like that and could have easily just come up with that story to cause it an accident. Yeah. And, right? Yeah. And I think the fa- that became part of the huge conspiracy. Exactly. They just explained like, it away because they didn't so want to investigate. Quickly. Yeah. And it wasn't thoroughly looked at, which even if it was an accident, it deserves to be explained. Sure, like it de- yes. The parents deserve to understand what, what the hell happened. Yeah. Even if it's an accident, they deserve to know what kind of accident. And like, yeah. And to be sure that it's an accident right. like if you're saying it's an accident like prove that it's an accident but i do understand that argument the like back and forth of it yeah so that's where i stand a little bit of like well you know i would have done something dumb like that and so what would have happened is he would have put his arm down to grab the sneaker like either gone too far and like tipped in or mm-hmm. or somehow wedged himself in but the problem was he would have blocked off oxygen because he's so broad you know right. he would have 
if he got stuck like that yeah. and slid or something, you know, he would have gotten stuck and he did asphyxiate, you know, if no oxygen in there. Right. Um, and also you're so broad, you're blocking any other oxygen. Yes, in. you're just kind of blocking it. And then a lot of people say, well, why didn't he scream for help? Picture being in the back of all of these mats. In an empty gym. In an empty gym. Like, no one's going to hear you. People came like 15 minutes later. But even that, A, like maybe he had already asphyxiated by then. B, if you're in this mat, surrounded by other mats. These are, again, these are like thick ass mats. Also, let's like argue that like if you're down inside in the back of really thick ass mats, like that's soundproof. Like, well, yeah, you don't even know if other people are there. Yeah. And like the opening's 14 inches. But, like, the whole mat is much bigger, and there's a ton of them. And if you don't have oxygen, how are you even screaming to get right. help? So, uh, like, And I, if you're choking. I like. just, right. And I just feel like a little bit, you know, it's, to me, I'm like, it does, it does make sense. And, like, people say, why wouldn't he have done? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did try to scream if, right. if this was an accident. Yeah. I'm sure he would have. We're or, talking a lot about this side of the argument. Yeah. With, but we don't. That doesn't mean that we necessarily agree that this is definitely no. what happened. It's just this is one side of an argument that does have I just, some good points. I think it's a valid. I think it's a valid side to the case, and I know. I mean, you'll see later where where other people stand. Um, but I guess I've just been a little frustrated listening to some versions where I'm like, but it it really is possible. I really think it's possible, and I think. It's not it's only impossible because I remember how stupid I was exactly. as a teenager. And Thank like not you. to say that he's like stupid no. for doing this, but like just making like random choices of like, oh, I'm going to stick my hand down there. Yes. You know, like, like I'll I can reach it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I know, okay, I'm glad that you understand where where I'm a little bit like uh, no, no, we don't want to offend anybody or anybody's opinion. We're just trying to give I'm each really not. side to the story ample time. And both sides have very very strong like have very strong supporters and proponents so i know either way you know people are going to be on their side or who knows but um i'm just trying to see all points so even if he tried to wiggle the mat horizontal the position of all the other mats would have prevented it from tipping over right it's stuck in there it's stuck there um the padding would have muffled his cries for help so the i showed you the facial disfigurement and swelling yeah so there was blood and vomit also and sure. what would have happened is that the position of the body, like you said, was upside down. And if you're hung upside down that long, blood begins to come out of your orifices. So yes. eyes, nose, mouth. Um, and the fluids would have pooled uh, in his head and then eventually leaked, which is such a bad word. Um, yeah. You know, we said skin slippage, which, again, happens in this too later. Oh, so, yikes. Uh, oh, it happens right now. Um, okay. So well. part of the disfigurement of his face was actually due to the autopsy. Because when they cut your mm. scalp, it kind of moves where your skin is. Right. Um, and Elena, who's an autopsy tech, explained that in the Morbid episode where she was like, you know, that's just how this that's just probably why that would have happened like okay. part of the oh, i don't want to like misquote her just in case but that's part of the reason that his so face looks like, like that because they cut his head open is that i what think your scalp gets cut and it like skin like peel slippage back. like makes Ugh. yeah i know it's a terrible word sorry i it's it's not fun um but also a huge part of the facial swelling is because he was upside down if that makes sense and i needed bleeding you know so anyway it's all bad it's all so bad 
That's I'm f- having a hard time wrapping my head around like every horrible ankle. I know, I know. And this is like all I've thought about for four days straight now. So I'm like, and no wonder you like made glad decisions, to get it like, off my chest. You've made decisions like fly across, across country and hide in boxes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is all I'm capable of. I'm just going to go in this box for a few hours. The following day, the forensic pathologist from Valdosta Lounge Regional Crime Lab turns over their report to the sheriff. And again, the sheriff had already made the conclusion that this was an accident. Now the coroner's like, or the forensic pathologist is like, okay, here's my report. And it does support the sheriff's conclusion that Kendrick died from something called positional asphyxia and that there were no signs of trauma to the body. So positional asphyxia is kind of like this weird coverall term. It's very rare. It just basically means like you asphyxiate from I guess a position. A position. Yes, literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 That checks out with positional. Yeah, asphyxia. I think it's like if your head is turned a certain way and you block oxygen sure. or, or you're upside down, I guess. Um, so at this point, Jackie and Kenneth, uh, KJ's parents, are, are believe their son was murdered. I mean, I don't blame them. After all of this, there's like barely, you know, within a day, they're like I mean, like, we just took a lot of time to like explain that like the valid points of that yeah. argument but there's still a lot of holes to that argument and picture of- not even like being told just being told like oh he was found in this mat anyway it was an accident here's his hoodie it's like yeah like when you dismissed. have questions yeah it's like also, so dismissed blood is on the goddamn wall yeah like, well that know? too exactly so so anyway they believe their son was murdered um their suspicions began prior like to the actual investigation because um you know kendrick was black everyone investigating was white and obviously that doesn't inherently mean anything but to his parents they were like is this why now when the case starts to be dismissed a little bit right they're like well that probably has something to do with it um and so on january 16 2013 a vigil is held at a park in valdosta and a civil rights organization called the southern christian leadership conference or the sclc and the NAACP step up to help the family, and they launch their own investigation. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So they're like, you know That's what? Awesome. We'll, we'll support you. We're going to look into this on our own with our resources. Oof. So that's great. Um, the family gets an attorney who suggests that, you know, had Kendrick been white, the case may have been handled differently. I fully am on board with that theory. I think if this were like now i'm just quoting all these different podcasters but karen from my favorite murder said like if this were you know a blonde cheerleader who was found upside down you know or what have you we could probably sense that this may have been a little more looked into than no thousand percent kendrick so in any case um they also request the georgia bureau of investigation gbi or that the fbi take over the case and at a rally in April um, to demand justice for Kendrick, Jackie and Kenneth block the entrance to the Lowndes County Courthouse and they are arrested and found guilty of a misdemeanor. So this is just like they're already in this like battle with law enforcement. They are holding a rally and they're arrested, which now this is ringing very similar to things going on today. Um, and then in mid-April, this is interesting, the coroner, whose name is Bill Watson, he steps out and he's like, hey, I have some misgivings about like how this was handled. Ooh. <laughs> and he says, according to CNN, he slammed the handling of the case by the sheriff, Lowndes uh, County Sheriff's Department. And his issues included waiting six hours to notify him, which, yeah, that's no good. I mean, he, when the coroner himself is like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, the coroner's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Like, right. right. What were you doing for six hours? Yeah. Not investigating? Not telling <laughs> me, yeah. Uh, moving the body prior to the coroner's arrival... That was his other issue. And then finally, evidence was 
tainted when Kenneth, uh, Kendrick's dad was there, Kenneth, and they unzipped the body bag to show Kenneth his son, like before he was even taken oh from the scene. Which I'm like, what when are he you looked doing? like that picture yes. too, like, and that's actually where the picture comes from. Kenneth Shit. like has that photo from. Ugh. So, <sighs> oh my god. In any case, he was like, this was all wrong, and obviously, you can't just unzip a body bag before taking it away. You're you're tainting evidence. You're there's more people around. You're you can't do that. You just got to take it, preserve it, bring it to the coroner, let him handle it. He was not happy with the way things were handled. On May 2nd, after the official ruling of accidental death and the closure of Kendrick's case, a march was held in front of the high school. And the official ruling, um, even though Bill Watson said he had doubts, his uh, conclusion that this was positional asphyxiation was included in the final uh, ruling. And at the request of KJ's parents, the Johnsons, the official report was finally released in mid-May of 2013. And... Despite contradictions between the paramedics report and the crime scene reports that have now been released, and there's like iffy, iffiness uh-huh. on like the there's just contradictions. Um, the school wouldn't release their surveillance video because they're like, well, there's surveillance cameras in the gym. We want them. Now, obviously, that sounds very sketchy, uh-huh. but again, these are minors, like these are children, and so the school okay. probably is in a weird position of like we can't just give away publicly these videos of our students like there's i think that there's partially that reason to blame as well for why they were hesitant to give up the video footage okay however the video footage becomes a huge controversy um, on twitter those. yeah probably um okay is it a person in a white shirt and a person in a yellow shirt Oh, no, it's just one per- It's just Kendrick. Oh, maybe I never saw it. What if you were just watching a basketball game? Right? You really <laughs> was just watching. Like, wow, ESPN's got some crazy conspiracies going on right now. 30 for 30. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let me just... Okay. What am I going to say now? Okay. What am I going to say now? That's, I have no cl- that's the constant in my brain. That's the last literally days. everyone's constant when they listen to this podcast. <laughs> what like, are they going to say truly, now? What, uh, what roller coaster ride are we on today? Hey, big secret. We have no idea. <laughs> we don't even it's know. It's just going to come out. It's the Michael Scott thing where he's like, sometimes I just talk and I find the end of the sentence on the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, at this point, the, the Johnsons retain the services of a noted civil rights attorney named Benjamin Crump, and they they release the photo of Kendrick's face to the public in an effort to be like, pay attention to this case. Sure. It's not getting enough Definitely attention. Jarring. It is. And it, it worked. Um, the public was outraged. There was a little bit of confusion because the photo looks like he's been beaten. And so people assumed like this this child was beaten, Mm, you know, and it's being dismissed because of his race. However, you know, even the Johnson said like, yeah, we know that his face wasn't swollen from the beatings. This is like from the scenario that he was in. Exactly. So, um, the public is outraged, rightfully so. And, uh, on June 6, 2013, a judge granted the Johnson's permission to exhume Kendrick's body for examination by an independent pathologist. So they were like, we want to look at this again um, from a new angle. So this guy named Dr. William Anderson is hired to perform the second autopsy. And um, on September 3rd, the Johnsons, through their attorney, released the results of the autopsy. Anderson had concluded that Kendrick had died of unexplained, apparent, non-accidental blunt force trauma to the neck. What? 
He had found a one-inch bruise on Kendrick's neck as well as some soft tissue damage. And so this is just like upside down, like turn right. the case upside down. This new guy is saying like, no, it was not asphyxiation. He was... So this is an ignorant question. because, mm-hmm. And I don't think you can answer it either because neither of us are pathologists. <laughs> well, because neither of us are pathologists. Yeah. But like how does a bruise last that long how like how long had he been buried Mm, like nine months yeah how i not that like i guess when your body's dead it's not healing itself anymore but like there's a does a bruise from the last day you're around stick around that long? i imagine it would if the skin were damaged and the blood vessels were damaged maybe and it didn't it can't repair yeah i guess so i just it blows my mind that you should see a a scratch from like three years ago and it's like oh it's still there. no that's a really good question and there was soft tissue damage so that maybe was a signal too maybe um but yeah i don't no. know i'm not trying to i didn't think about that i wonder that. if it's like your blood vessels can't repair we'll ask blaze later well. yeah blaze like i don't fucking know i'm not a pathologist <laughs> um so in any case they're like holy shit so the johnson family demands a homicide investigation based on the second autopsy and they, the family and their attorneys, assert now that Kendrick was beaten to death in another location by a classmate and his brother. And they call out by name these two boys named Brian and Brendan Bell. Oh, my God. And they say Brian and Brendan murdered, like, beat Kendrick, murdered him, and then put his body in the mats, in the mat after his death. So Holy shit. The complicating factor, among all the other complicating factors, is, right. is that Brian and Brendan's dad was an FBI agent. Oh, my God. With the Lowndes County Sheriff's Department. Oh, no. So now they're saying, you know... It was a cover-up. It was a cover-up. Yeah. And they literally are saying, Rick Bell, this this FBI agent, this dad, was trying to cover up his son's murder. Or his, the, So now it's this racially charged... Yes. Okay. Yeah, I see. exactly. And that he's trying to cover up his own son's uh, crime. True. So the Johnsons believe, and this is what they allege, that Brian, one of the boys, and Kendrick had had a recent fight on the bus and that Brian and Brendan were so angry they wanted revenge and therefore beat him. Now, according to other students, there had been a fight between Brian and Kendrick. Uh, It was on the bus, and like they said, and it was basically, it stemmed from Yo Mama jokes. Oh my God. So I guess they were saying Yo Mama jokes, and uh, it got a little out of hand, Uh and they got into like kind of a mini fight, but it turns out that hadn't happened, that was 18 months before. Okay, so it was not... It was not like a recent thing that happened, right? right? So that kind of was conveniently left out of like this assertion that like they had had a fight and he was angry because that had happened 18 months before. Uh Um, But they had allegedly, according to a lot of witnesses, uh, remained friends, were very much over it. They had voluntarily paired up for a science project recently. Like it didn't seem like this was a long lasting fight that, that like had, you know, impacted their friendship day to day. However, Kendrick's parents are like, no, they weren't friends. But then Brian and Brendan were like, of course we were friends. So it's it's like he said. It's they very said, hearsay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's unclear. I mean, a lot of people said like, of course they were pals, but who knows? You know, I mean, the the Johnsons say they didn't they didn't know about these boys and they weren't friends with her, their son. So they weren't like best friends, but they could have been like acquaint- good acquaintances at school or they could have been or Enemies. not yeah it's they like could, so unclear because everyone has a different so they knew each other that's what we know they did know each other everyone can agree they knew each the other fact. and had kind of a fight a year and a half yes. before this happened yes okay exactly 
Um, so on October 10th, the, a judge finally orders the release of the school's surveillance tapes. Okay. So that same day, the Johnson family and their attorneys reveal that the second um, autopsy also discovered that Kendrick's organs were missing from his body. Shut the fuck up. And had been replaced. Is this a joke or is this real? Newspaper. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. That's not funny. I'm just like truly because in shock. Just going so what are you many- talking about? Okay. That is a totally different. <laughs> that's a totally different crime. Someone harvested his organs. No. And so- no one noticed. What's going on? Well, no notice, so there's that. But um, no, so essentially, the funeral home had. Okay, rewind. Help me! What Help is me! Going on? <laughs> so, oh my god! Apparently, it is an old. Okay, currently, if you remove organs for embalming, you fill the body typically with cotton. Oh. Or sand sawdust. Okay. However, in like the 70s, potentially even later, um, oftentimes newspaper was used to fill, to retain the shape of the body because you're taking all these organs out and okay. you collapse in on yourself, basically. So they use newspaper. Ah. This is definitely an outdated practice. It's definitely not illegal. So it's like perfectly legal. And people are like, well, why would they use this outdated practice? One of my thoughts, which I've heard on other shows, too, is that this funeral home had offered um, free services to the family. They were like, Uh, you know what, we want to do this for free. Maybe they were kind of cutting corners or, like, doing it not as modern and whatever as some places would do it, do it the old school way. Um, However, so that part got explained a little bit. I, I literally just thought there was like a whole fucking. But organ where are arc. the organs? Okay, I'm thought that's you were gonna still answer. an issue. Okay, so we're. I'm still kind of right here. You are like one hundred percent right. Where did they because go? Because first of all, his family is like, hold on, this is like. Also, pers- when did this happen? Was this like? That was at the second autopsy when he was taken out of the ground, like nine months later. But in the first autopsy, he had all of his organs. So, or do we think it happened and then, like, they took his organs and they put them in the mat? There's a lot of talk about. Well, they signed off. The funeral home signed off that they received the body with organs. There is. There's proof there's of that. signature that they signed off to say we got the body with the organs in it. Is there an argument that that could have been forged? <laughs> So there's an argument that either I mean, there's an wrong or whatever, but but what happened? Oh my god! I know, and so uh, the okay. funeral home says, they got they got misplaced at some point. They got misplaced, okay, um, or straight up stolen. They said every organ from pelvis to skull was missing. <gasps> pelvis to skull. I think they mean the organs between the pelvis and the skull. Every organ in between was missing, right? But like your brain, heart, like lungs, everything. intestines, and. Yeah. My God. Um, the funeral home said now they never received them. The GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, whose crime lab conducted the first autopsy, assert they sent the organs. They later relent and admit that the organs were deemed too decomposed through natural process and the pathologist Bill Watson had discarded them. Okay. So now there's... Is that legal? It's... So... I, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's. I don't expect illegal. you to know that. I, I don't know if it's illegal. I think it's very immoral, or I don't know the right word. Like, Un- wouldn't you want to ask the parents? Exactly. Or something it's not first? fair to the family to not say, by the way, 
your son's missing his organs and we didn't tell you and also like he's completely deflated without newspaper and he's stuffed with newspaper like it's just like this body just sounds like, like his body just sounds like it was so disrespected yeah, in completely. so many fucking ways and his ways. family just keeps getting like re-traumatized like whether again in the end like whether this was an accident or a murder like this family is going through hell and back right. you know like it's just really traumatic so they said, um, Kenneth, his dad, said, when we buried Kendrick, we thought Kendrick, we thought we were burying Kendrick, not half of Kendrick. So, like, they were completely blown away by this news yep. that, like, he's missing his organs. And at first, there's this back and forth of, like, well, who has them? And then the patho- then the first guy, Bill, um, who ruled it asphyxiation, was like, oh, yeah, I threw them. I discarded them. So... <sighs> You know, it's just another thing that's like, what? You know, and it could be just kind of a freak thing as part of the case. But these all add up to like this whole case is just a mess. Um, On October 31st, 2013, U.S. Attorney Michael Moore announced that there would be a federal investigation into Kendrick Johnson's death. And the Johnson's attorney requested a coroner's inquest to reclassify Kendrick's cause of death from accidental to homicide based on the second autopsy. So they're like, let's relook into this relook that's not a word um let's like reinvestigate this and change the uh change it to a homicide um i also want to note i meant to say this earlier but i do want to note that the bell brothers um brandon and brian brendan and brian um and their father have not ever been accused of a crime by law enforcement or prosecuted um just so i'm you it's know just coincidental not, that well no so the family is saying like they did it but i want to be clear that like Oh, okay. No law enforcement has said this. They're not arrested. It's just their for this. theory on what. Yeah. Happened. So the Johnsons are saying this. I'm not saying this, and I'm not saying that they were ever indicted for this or even tried for this. Gotcha. Um, I don't want to be sued for slander. A lot of people get sued in this story. Um, the they have been accused of this crime by the Johnson family in multiple filings of the same lawsuit since 2015, and uh, they ended up suing a lot of publications for defamation and they countersued the Johnson family for like the legal fees they had to pay and damages. It's just like a lot of back and forth legal stuff. So I want to give a disclaimer that the Johnsons are the only ones like who've officially accused them of this crime. So this request to reinstate this as a homicide uh, is denied. The governor opts to wait for the report from the federal investigation to make a final decision. The investigators, so this is where things, where I was, like, surprised a little bit. Um, So the SCLC, which is that civil rights organization, uh, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, who had stepped up with the NAACP to, like, do their own investigation. Right. So those investigators and the president of the local chapter closed their investigation and concluded that Kendrick's death was accidental and there was no cover-up. Okay. So this is their direct quote from the SCLC. Over 100 people would have to be lying and telling the same story for two years, risking the loss of their jobs, their retirement, jail time. I think the murder theory is not only false, but also ridiculous and based only on wild speculation and outright fabrications. And then they go on to say that the Johnsons and their attorneys have, quote, not been entirely truthful in their statements. So, again, these are the people that stepped up to, like help and be on their side and now they're not not the statement i expected not at all and so now they're totally pulling out and they're like listen we don't think this was a murder we think they're in the wrong and are going like way out on a limb here accusing all these people right driving their you know fees into the ground that kind of thing so they kind of step totally out of the picture 
And for three years between November 2013 and June 2016, the FBI conducts their own investigation under three different U.S. attorneys. And this is like a two and a half year to three year period. Um, they, they investigate the Bell brothers. They investigate their parents, including the FBI agent. Um, they conduct interviews. They have witnesses testify at grand juries. And on November 2013, the Johnson's attorney hold a press conference and they're like, hey, these surveillance tapes we have are doctored. And CNN reports this, too. They say the tapes believed to be doctored and edited with missing timestamps and disappearing students. Like, they just kind of cut out. What? However, and when you watch it, you can see that, like, suddenly a student's there, suddenly they're not. Okay. However, here's the explanation for that. So the Valdosta Daily Times did their own independent review of the surveillance tapes and say, hey, they weren't doctored. They're just really crummy systems. And essentially choppy, choppy feeds. So not quite. I mean, that too. But uh, essentially, standard film rates are like, you know, 24 frames per second or 30 frames per second uh, or even 60 for sporting events. This one, this camera was one frame per second. So essentially, if you walk through in a second, you're only on there once because it just, you know, every second is a new frame. And so it it looks like people are disappearing out of the frame, but it's just such an outdated and the entire system seems to have been really not maintained and the timestamps were off. And so there is an hour of footage missing. That much is clear. It is not clear if this is just because the system hasn't been properly Maintained. maintained or if someone intentionally doctored it. And this goes back into what the SCLC was saying of like, if this were doctored, you know, a hundred people would have to be in on this and like lying and like right. involved. So again, that's another one that's very controversial, this piece of evidence. Cause it's like, yes, the, the video footage is not good. Right. I mean, this, it doesn't, it doesn't help. No, it, it does doesn't. not help. It no does not help. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, they're also like motion activated. So like, that could explain why there's missing time. Maybe they're not recording if nobody's in the frame. Right. Maybe it's not that I really believe it's motion censored, but you know, it's, it is. That's oh, what it I'm is? saying. Yeah. It's, okay. It only if it says if there's a certain number of pixels of movement, then it'll start recording. I okay. I know if like motion sensor was too high tech for like that. It might be. I don't so. know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, exactly. So it's like, again, this is one of those things where I'm like, there's a, a seed of doubt, you know, where right. I'm like, I don't know that it was doctored. I mean, nobody really does unless the person who doctorate, doctored it knows. Um, and only one of the two servers that had surveillance in the school had accurate timestamps. So the Valdosta Daily Time staff and tech cross-referenced the recordings that lacked timestamps with those that did and actually did Figured manage out. to match up the timeline. Exactly. Additionally, only one of the server's files could be opened by the family and the attorneys without, like, the actual software. Um, So they only had a portion of it, which, again, I argue they should be given all of it, but whatever. I think so, too. Um, The newspapers, journalists, and their independent tech experts concluded that the footage had not been tampered with. Okay. So, again, we have a back and forth. We have all these independent people. Then we have CNN on the Johnson family side. So it's like... I mean, it... Talk about a headache. It is a... Correct. Very, very big headache. Um, the footage also shows Brendan Bell in a classroom across campus at the time of Kendrick's death. Okay, so at least that one is. So he has an alibi. 
Okay. Um, that's pretty solid. But if you're arguing, well, the tape is doctored, then that goes out the window. Exactly. So there's no there's no solid. It's so frustrating. Verifying information. Right. And Brian, for what it's worth, also has an alibi. He was on a bus to a wrestling meet 150 miles away. He weighed in there and competed there. So he was. So he definitely has one. on that trip. Yes. What? So come on, Christine. I know, Em. I know. Oh my God. Okay. So the time frame of the bus log was called into question so that Johnson's and their attorney came forward with a log and said, look, the bus did not leave until later in the day. We have proof by this log. Turns out this log was submitted at the beginning of the season months before and was like an estimate or like a request for when they would leave. So there's no rightful information on... No, so there is. Oh, okay. Like the actual time and the wrestling meet itself was at 4 p.m. and that's corroborated. And even though this log says, oh no, like they left way later, that was like a request months before or a guesstimate. Um, And so that kind of just didn't work either as like... okay it's proven that he was on this bus to this match so yeah that's pretty much he does have an alibi so january of 2014 an investigation into the funeral home concludes and finds that um although you know it's not the best practice uh and there are other alternatives nothing the morticians really did was illegal so like they cut corners perhaps with the newspaper but like it wasn't illegal technically and then the following month um the johnsons filed a suit against the funeral home which I don't blame them for not telling them what was going on, for not giving them real information um, about their own son. In March 2014, CNN announced they had uh, gotten an emailed anonymous tip sent to police via a Georgia Open Records Act request. The tipster said they overheard classmates talking about killing Kendrick. What? (laughs) And law enforcement investigates this tip. Uh, The tipster is found, and he admits he was lying and his he is indicted for lying to police i found these articles he's actually indicted for lying to police in 2015 um but his mother states that her son is mentally ill and didn't really understand what he had done um and so this was a hoax essentially oh my god okay then in july of 2014 the johnsons sued the school district um for failing for failing to investigate this fight on the bus 18 months prior Uh uh-huh and the Bell family, meanwhile, so this is Brendan and Brian's family. Yeah. They file a $5 million defamation suit because against this website called Ebony.com and its publishers and crime writers for accusing their sons of murdering Kendrick. And again, they're minors. A, right. A, a, they might be 18 at this point. But B, like, they're pretty solid alibis. So right. Like, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's really, really interesting that their dad was also, like, probably on the original investigative team as an fbi agent but like also you can argue that like they have alibis and they're probably just like leave our fucking kids alone yeah and it's with kids it's harder i'm like the fact that they do have a pretty clear alibi and like later i'll the johnsons like take it back so it's like you know (sighs) oh my goodness so essentially they file a suit for defamation which i think is fair if you're if you really didn't murder anyone like you yeah. can't you know it's hard for a place person if there's one thing i learned in journalism school you can't just accuse someone of murder without you have to say alleged or you have to say right you know this is uh my opinion not fact because otherwise right. you can be sued out the wazoo um and the johnson family meanwhile 
sues they file a 100 million dollar civil suit um a wrongful death civil suit and uh they file this against a number of defendants including sheriff prine and multiple members of local law enforcement the city of valdosta the bell brothers and their parents the georgia bureau of investigation and several john and jane does that aren't mentioned um, by name and then in april may 2016 the bells and many of the defendants in the johnson suit sue the johnsons for over $850,000 in attorney crap. fees and a million dollars in damages Whoa. for defamation. Wow. So now they sued all these people. Now all these people, including the Bells, are suing them for a million bucks for Holy defamation. Crap. And finally, in, Jan- I'm sorry, in June of 2016, the Department of Justice's investigation into Kendrick Johnson's death ends and the FBI has found that there is insufficient evidence to pursue criminal charges. Okay. So the Johnsons refile their suit. Now they have f- filed 41 different suits. Holy crap. <laughs> so this is just like, wow. I tell you, I'm covering like six. There were like 41. So oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. The following month, the Johnsons were ordered to pay around 300K in attorney fees to those that sued them for defamation and attorney fees. And the Johnsons themselves admit that there was no actual evidence okay for their lawsuit they just have a hunch or they had a they, hunch. yeah they thought it was true right but they had to admit like okay we understand there was no concrete evidence in january of 2018 the johnsons filed to exhume kendrick's body for a third autopsy so this is the second time they're exhuming his body Poor dude i know it's oh my really, God, just really leave him. just leave tragic. him alone well his family wants another autopsy so they have him exhumed again um for the third autopsy and in november of 2018 this autopsy confirms the second autopsy which said non-accidental blunt force trauma to the right neck and right thorax so this one agrees with the second one so they out of their three opinions two of them uh, corroborate each other yeah are saying this was like blunt force trauma non-accidental now i have half a page left i promise i know this is so much i'm sorry no you're good so a witness whose name has not been released but whose name was verified by journalists on an affidavit came forward and revealed that an unidentified individual that they knew was experiencing roid rage when they struck kendrick in the neck with a 45 pound barbell holy shit they also allege that Kendrick's organs were removed as part of a conspiracy to keep the actual cause of death a secret. Oh, my God. And they say they were threatened to keep quiet. So they're unidentified, this individual. So this is just an anonymous another tip. tip. Yeah. Another Jesus. person coming forward and saying, but again, like, you're right. It's like a tip. Like, there's no proof. Like, they can't really do anything with this, you know? Um So that's kind of where the case was. Now, recently, there's been renewed interest in Kendrick Johnson's death, um, and this helped a petition to reopen the case reach 1 million signatures on June 8th of 2020. And obviously, this is in the midst of current demonstrations. Um, The petition gained circulation through celebrity tweets. There were a lot of tweets about this, including Kim Kardashian. So you may have seen it on Twitter, at least scrolling past. (laughs) It's very possible. And then on June 11th of 2020, this is very recent, a Johnson family attorney tells First Coast News that they believe the investigation was closed under suspicious circumstances fueled by pressure of retired FBI agents. So this case is now getting like a lot more traction than it has in a while. Again, I don't know what's true. I mean, most people don't know what's true. And some people have very strong opinions. I can see why. I can see why both could be the truth. 
every single one of them makes some sense yeah and like also no sense and also literally no sense at (laughs) all no sense and so this has been like really a weird one for me personally because i've just listened to so many different opinions and um read so many conflicting thoughts that like how can you even i don't even think you would have the right sense to have an opinion after listening to everyone else's exactly i feel like i just can't bring myself to to you know blindly pick one or the other like i feel like i there's so many inconsistencies this case was handled so poorly and like again i think you know this does play into the current issues because there's race involved whether we like it or not and the case was just not handled well so whether okay that being said there are a lot of unanswered questions which who knows if we'll ever get answers um the case was not handled properly which in and of itself is tragic to me yes the family was traumatized I mean, if there's one thing we can confirm in yeah. this entire story is that it was not handled there, well. yes big okay. mistakes were made um and uh the family obviously went through hell and are still going through hell um and so whether kj was indeed murdered or whether it was a freak accident um it's heartbreaking and tragic and um hopefully his family gets some more concrete answers soon i mean that's at least wildly educational hopefully i think you've covered (laughs) you've covered all sides of this argument i really tried to find every possible bit but then i was like this is already like nine pages long i don't want to like keep adding to it well last week was was my really long one so let's just both vow to never do this again (laughs) next week it's gonna be like each of us have one page like (laughs) a paragraph and we'll just have to sit here and look pretty that's easy i well thank you for that i didn't know about that so God, feel, I feel educated like, there's so many stories going on right now it's hard to keep up it so. is and like i know i've said this but like i'm really trying to make a concerted effort to be more diverse with my stories that i pick and uh, part of me is like you know this is probably going to be covered on a ton of shows now because right. it's becoming more relevant but i did want to just do my own Go take on it. it so here we are well i have no competition on uh people reporting the what's wonder right now so <laughs> You're like the groundbreaking reporter. <laughs> Should we start a Twitter campaign? Listen, someone make a Twitter about Mary Roth's ghost inside of Rancy. Oh my God. Bring her bring her back to her husk. Just a just a corn husk Twitter page, actually. <laughs> all um, right. Well, we're, you know, gonna go eat some cheesecake. That's all I'm here for right now. <laughs> not even not even Christine. I'm just here for the cheesecake. I was promised she'd pay if we uh if I came here. So uh-huh. all right. Happily, happily. All right. We deserve it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for and listening and watching, how maybe if you watching. are. And also sorry for any any vibes that have been totally obliterated today. Yeah, oops. Um but yeah, other than that, maybe go eat some cheesecake. That's uh, what we recommend. Remotely with us in yes. spirit. And that's why we drink. Eat cheesecake. Eat okay. cheesecake. <laughs> okay. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.